Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 159 of Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. It's a big multiverse, a lot of area to travel, so we are covering a lot of things. Um, we have a return co-host, Sarah, from last week. Returning. <laughs> We're going to get some thoughts on Black Panther. we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but man, let me tell you. I personally started my Game of Thrones watch. I don't want to say rewatch, because every time I post it, somebody's like, oh, you're rewatching this? No, I'm watching it for the very first time. And let me tell you, we're going like to talk about first it. first time. Oh, you know, <laughs> Ross, you told me, you said, don't rush through it too quickly, because you only get this first experience one time. And you're absolutely right. I've actually watched season one twice, and I've watched half of season two twice. Because, you know, me and my wife work separate schedules. So when she watches something, I've got to catch up to her. Then whenever I do it, she's got to catch up to me. We just end up watching the same things over. But it's cool because the show is so good. We can talk about it. But I'm going to get into that. Game of Thrones is later. We got a lot to talk about. Ross, what's up, buddy? I don't even know. I mean, thank God you hit the button because we were already talking and already jumping on massive scrolls right off the bat. So. Yeah, we started the show before it started. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait a second. We're not live, y'all. Yep. yep. I'm happy Sarah's back. Sarah, yes. missed you last week. Very Sorry, guys. Sarah's I needed back. to like retard. I had no. a. I had a travel week and i was just i was tired i mean it was i like laid on literally laid on the floor like with a pillow in my blanket and i was out i didn't probably yeah. wake up till like what, what i talked to you guys like what seven ish or so i thought you were ignoring me to be honest with you it was so long it was like oh my goodness no nah, dude i like woke up at 10 30 <laughs> i was like oh i guess i need to go to bed now <laughs> you need a charging station like b2 emo is it b2 emo or b2 emo like what do i say well, it's emo, but emo. Okay, so I can say B two emo. It's not. Offensive it's like three PO and C three PO and yeah. you know, yeah, sure. whatever. That's blah, the charging blah, blah, blah. station you need, though. That or uh, uh, the tank. Like, uh, what's his name has Boba Fett has. Oh yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, that'd be the yeah, first thing. Like, like, you ain't got no tank. <laughs> yeah, recharge. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. Well, hey, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but let's catch up with some stuff from last week. We had a big show last week with the Black Panther review, mm -hmm. and I didn't get a chance to hear Sarah's thoughts on it. And, and honestly, we haven't talked about it all week. Like, we yeah. communicate quite a bit, but we haven't talked about it all week long. So I have no thoughts from Black Panther from you. So for everybody else, me and Ross, what do you think? How'd you like it? I liked it. I really did. Um, it was... You can obviously tell it was a labor of love for um, Chadwick Boseman because the way they treated, you know, the, you know, in the beginning they went, they went straight for it and the way they treated that, I thought that was, you know, a really awesome way of, you know, treating the character as, um, you know, passing, but, but sure. It, I mean, it's like a Shuri story and I mean, obviously we're doing full spoilers, obviously, oh, yeah. but I mean, it's, it was a really interesting way they kind of the, the way the story was handled with Shuri because you know it was you looked at you, you were fami familiar with the nobility from T'Challa because he was very noble you know wanted to do the right thing you know this and that. but I really appreciate the fact that Shuri you know kind of took on it was like science versus tradition and that was something that was really interesting and um, you know and how she kind of handled that um, you know, not wanting to really be, because I'm telling you that 
that little girl, she took a lot of hits in this movie. I mean, she took a lot yeah. of hits. Um, I, I would, I actually went and saw this that Friday at noon. I actually took my son. He had the day off. So um, we went and saw that. And I think he kind of like maybe had teared up a couple, you know, like one, one or two times, but um, he appreciated the, how they treated or handled T'Challa as well. But it was the one I'm trying to think about what really stood out to me. All right. Well, you want me to ask you some 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 questions? Well, here? I mean, it's it's like in retrospect, questions. <laughs> you know, as a as a parent, the one th- the the one time that I teared up myself, mm-hmm. I think it was the the fact of when um, the queen and her name escapes me right now, but it was after her passing, and then when Sherry Sherry actually saw her. And, you know, it was kind of like, you know, to help her, you know, the greatest thing about being a parent is for your child to kind of make the, the best, to make the choices that you've kind of raised them to make. And so for her, for Sherry to finally like realize that, like, you know, like all this hatred, all this, what they are, you know, her mom has taught her. It's like, you, you just got to do what's, what's best. You be you, you, you handle it the way you need, you know, you need to. And, you know, it's just kind of thinking, because, and plus I had my son, he's over here and he's watching all this, you know, seeing how like, you know, like mother, daughter, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like sliding up to me. He told me even a couple of times, he's like, mom, I love you. I'm like, oh, are you actually feeling a little bit <laughs> of, right. it takes a Black Panther movie for you to say it. Okay. I, know, I got right? you. <laughs> I'm like, but then also to see, you know, when she actually, you know, drank from the, drank the flower or whatnot and saw Killmonger instead of like, you know, her, the heart shaped herb. The herb. It's the herb. herb. It's the heart-shaped herb. That's but right. for her to see Killmonger, that was really interesting, too, I thought. Because, like I said, I think it kind of took her apart where she's not her brother. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad they didn't really put her and, Ch- and T'Challa, like, in the same vein. You know, kind of let her figure out her own thing. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. But Namor's backstory... That was really interesting too, because you know you had the, the like the colonialism, the colonization, all that kind of stuff. You know, you really kind of looked at like how indigenous people had been treated. So I mean, it was it was kind of like a little like a history lesson. Um, that was really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Those were like the things that really kind of stood out for me from like you know the get go. Okay. But What'd also, I could, but like, but I could also Good. look at this. I could see this as a standalone movie. It's kind of like the way I feel about Joker. If you took out anything that was like DC related, for me, I think you could take out anything that was Marvel related, and it would still be a fantastic movie. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it, it, it's definitely stood out. It was a good enough movie to stand on its own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, luckily we have this whole universe to in. So let me ask you some questions that me and Ross talked about last week that, that I want to get some thoughts on. What do you think of Ironheart? Honestly, I don't really know who the hell she was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> look, look, I don't know who the actual, actual actor is like uh, Riri. Right. Yeah. Is, is I don't know who that is the same way. I didn't know who Megan the stallion was in, in Hulk and it's okay. I'm okay well, with just that. The character. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm okay with being out of that world. Like I'm not in the hip world. The right character's now. not like, even 10. I'm a dad. 
Well, like, it's, it's not like, just that. I didn't know who, I mean, I'm not familiar with Ironheart, the character, period. Okay, yeah, Ironheart. Okay, okay. I thought you meant the actress that played her. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I no, I'm was, not familiar with Ironheart. 2016, yes. Uh, Brian I thought Michael it was Bendis. interesting. Yeah. Yes. Like, with, with, she was a different, she was an interesting foil to, like, you know, you're listening to, you know, everyone in Wakanda talk or speak and act a certain way. So now you're actually taking them out of their bubble and putting them in, like, the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're actually interacting with, you know, normal everyday people. And I thought that was kind of interesting, especially how she and Shuri kind of like, you know, just were like, okay, we're cool, you know, because Shuri's like, well, let me talk to her because I can kind of like, you know, maybe fit in a little bit better, you know, especially you got uh, McCoy and she's like, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm doing my thing. It's like, it is what it is, which I loved her in this movie too. McCoy, I thought she was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's um, fantastic and everything. Um, yeah, and the fight scenes. Oh my god! I'm like, whoa, that's some that's some hardcore action. I loved it. <laughs> well, and that was one thing we talked about was there were some fight scenes in this one, but it almost seemed like it was the majority of it was saved for the third act. And there were some, for me at least, there were some issues with the fight scenes, like not necessarily the chore- uh, the choreography or the actors playing, but just like the pacing was what got me. Like for a two hour and forty minute movie, we really realistically only get a few minutes of fight scene, and but they're pretty know, epic. I mean, it's, they it's... they are, but like like we talked about it last week. Like there's the there's the fifteen minutes that the last fifteen Wakandans are held in the corner of that ship mm-hmm. at Spears End, and it's like, well, at some point in time that would have ended. Like they would have been killed or pushed off the edge. They wouldn't have stood there for like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was for me. That was kind of like, uh, um, but but beyond that, like uh, everything else looked pretty good, you know. Um, I just you know I have little quarrels with every movie. This is one of the ones with this one. Was was the third <laughs> act for me was a little wonky, you know. I definitely think that the second act was a lot better. I thought, mm-hmm. like I said last week, that the action with, uh, I like the moment from when they went to go get Riri to the time that you know, uh, the attack on Wakanda was over. Those were my moments. I thought that like that was the best action in the movie just because though, I mean, as much as I liked parts of that last battle, the, the second act just was, it felt more fluid to me. Like it felt more natural in the progression of the movie, what they're trying to tell, you know, no more comes out and he's trying to have a, almost like a, not a, like a vengeance plot, but like a strange like revenge arc. And what I didn't like about his arc as much as I did Shuri's is that his felt immediate. Yeah. It felt like it happened right now because they took Shuri. Right. So it was definitely uh, a tough one just to try to figure out. But I will say this much about the, the final battle is to me, it just felt so like overwhelming stakes. Like it was, it was kind of like, um, you know, you have movies where it's like a trilogy type movie where you have like, like the first movie is like the beginning. The second movie is like the dark, bleak, that kind of thing. And then finally, third movie is where everything works out in the end. Right. And, you know, and, you know, I'm seeing this battle. I'm thinking, how in the hell are they going to get out of this? Because this it just seems like they were just overwhelmed, you know, because you're going up against another nation and another type of people that are pretty much on par with what you have. I mean, their technology is just as what, you know, just as good, if not better than yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just sitting there going, Oh my God, how in the hell are they going to get out of this one? <laughs> yeah. So I guess to me, that was, that was more of like the, like the over the top comic book type 
feel, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the, like you said, like the, the middle act was more, I mean, yes, even though it was still high stakes and, you know, you're battling three of, instead of like the whole freaking their army. I mean, that was, seems like it's something that was a little more digestible. Yeah. But that last one, I'm like, you know, I'm just sitting there like, I haven't really felt like on the edge of my seat for a lot of, a lot of these movies. For that right. one, I did, because I'm like, how, in, how are you going to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it did invoke a lot of more emotion. Um, yeah. The stakes I, felt like they were comparable. Like, like yes. you brought up with them still having, you know, their own version of the heart-shaped herb. And it, herb, it felt like the whole way for them to, <laughs> to make that real was to make the stakes like to shake faith, you know, Sherry Mm -hmm. was already shook, you know, like you you lose a family member. It's always like a nurse shattering moment. And then you turn around and you're trying to find out like how to be okay with that. And she's already struggling. She's got her mom trying to help her out, but she's not willing to accept it yet. And then out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. you know, comes, was it Talakan, whatever they're calling the, the place. And, you know, they have all the same powers. And it's like, well, then are the things that we hold sacred so sacred? Mm-hmm. You know, That's like, question is that? Who, yeah. who are we? So. What do you think of the blue people? Did you like the look of Namor's uh, horde? His entourage? It was interesting. It was interesting. I kind of I kind of did like the, because initially I thought it was like, what, is this going to be like Atlantis? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, my son's warping down. Which did you like better? Well, I mean, he. To me, I felt like it was a little bit more believable because I'm like, if you've got people that you know, it's like underneath the water, you're you know bringing them in, you know, bringing them oxygen that way, but then out of the water, you do have some kind of. That's my beef. I got one with that. Mm. Go ahead, though. I got. I mean, it's just. I don't know. I mean, it's. It's like that fantasy element. Mm. It's like the fantasy element that I kind of appreciate, where it kind of it really sets certain peoples apart. Um, but no more, he was just a, that was just an interesting character unto himself, you know, especially the fact that he said he's a mutant. Oh yeah. Okay. I did pick on that. <laughs> we have to establish one thing though. Is it Namor or Namor? Namor. It's like, Lu- it's, a, it's like Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor. I say it different no, ways I mean, all the time. It's, but... it's Namor, but you can say it any way you want to. I mean, okay. like it's always said in the comic books and, and everything else is supposed like... to be Namor. No more. No more. Okay. No more. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay, Ross, where's the beef? You said you had beef, beef that I want to hear. I, like, I. All right. They made the, the, they made it apparent in the movie when Shuri was talking to him, assuming she was talking to Riri when this was going on, is that she was explaining how, uh, how to take no more down. And it was to take him down through, you know, like basically like roasting him, you know, drinking all the water. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so sauna. The whole point is that he breathes through like diffusion, like osmosis, like, you know, like he's able to like water just passes the, the oxygen through them. And then like for him, it gives him power, but does it work the same for the other ones? I mean, is his whole entire group, you know, is that that whole underwater species are they still pulling water out through diffusion also because then the water masks don't make sense to me and i'm sorry they looked cool but they didn't serve a purpose because if they go outside of water that's when they turn blue 
And if they turn blue because their skin's not able to, you know, diffuse oxygen out of water because there is no water on their skin. Where I, I was only trying to figure that out yeah. because it didn't make a whole lot of sense. They left it very, very gray in the movie. Well, it wasn't until like towards the end of whatever you saw, you know, they're breathing through here, but yet they had the gills here too. Yeah. So some of it you had you didn't really see all the ma- water where Which, it would come across everything. If you have gills, then why do you have a mask? <laughs> Look, Ross, I'm not gonna lie, man. I love that you explained that, but if you would have said one more scientific word, I was off this train because I, I I wouldn't have understood it. But you you explained everything very well, so it worked out. Um, Maybe it's just the fact that when they like you know underwater, you are absorbing all of this. Maybe it's when they're out of it. That's where it has. There's some kind of no, that's, reaction that's, within their skin. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what, the, that is what I have assumed since watching the movie from the very first time. Because there are parts that I love. Like I, I love the fact that they they use the the siren angle where they come out and they're you know mm-hmm. they're making their I that was songs. Nice mm-hmm. uh, I loved all like the guttural you know like throat music that they had in this thing, uh, because sound is an enormous thing in in dead spaces like water and space. Like you know sound does not mm-hmm. exist in space unless you know you make it happen. So all of these things are just like real real eye-opening to me so when i saw them pop out of the water and they were blue i'm like okay i saw them in the trailer but why are they blue and they had their little underwater you know scene where he's sitting on his badass throne and everyone's not really blue mm-hmm. everyone's pretty much in color underwater so all of like that's the only reason I, the only way that i can make that connection was through those things well then again it, it might just be a um dramatic effect somehow to set the more apart from Mm-hmm. his people whereas mm-hmm. you know like you said he was like a, a he wasn't really the same as them and so why the, that, that's a big why for me too that's an enormous question mark because in the movie the only thing that separated him was that he was already a species born like conceived and then you know his mom ingested mm-hmm. the the herb and then once all that was done you know he comes out totally different with feathers underwater on his ankles <laughs> feathers yes <laughs> now, these are all great questions you know and, and, and i mean you know every movie is going to pose these type of things especially when we dive really deep into it but you know uh white chocolate espresso has a question here that i asked last week as well does the suit heal or does the power of the black panther heal you because I don't care who you are, man. When you take a one-inch diameter rod through your through, through your vital that's organs, that's going to be some damage. That's going to be hard to repair. Yeah, you're not going to survive that, man. Like it's just not. It's it's not. It, but once again, I don't know. The, Does she have healing powers? Because if she has healing powers, couldn't you say then too she's a mutant? Well, so that's the whole like, superpower thing with the the heart-shaped herb that they've gone with from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, because the Black Panther suit wasn't nanotech or, Mm-mm. you know, whatever they want to call it. When T'Chaka and T'Challa wore it the first time, it was a suit suit. Like it was something that you had to actually put on. And so when you turn around and, you know, you take the herb, like, what is that? I, I don't know how much it's supposed to help you versus how much it's supposed to kill you. Well, because really Sherry, when she, you know, upgraded the suits or whatnot, it was more so to absorb power and to create it, you know, or the you know, kinetic kind of like suits. turn it back around. Yeah, yeah like right. the kinetic suit. But you didn't see that much in this movie, at least. I no, you saw it. her. You saw her taking yeah. all the brunts, and every time that suit would flash purple, yeah. that was basically that was it. Charging. Okay. Okay. okay, I must have missed that. Yeah. 
White Chocolate Espresso raises a great point, though. Didn't Killamonger die from being stabbed? <laughs> like, isn't that how he died? So why wouldn't the, the heart-shaped herb save him then? Even though, well, it's just like even with to be fair, it wasn't his got, heart. It was when he heart. got knocked down, you know, when he got really bad off, I mean, that's what they, they used the herb to pretty much heal him. You know, like when he fell off the, <laughs> when he fell off the, you know, basically thought he was gone. I think I think that I might be sawing off sawing on the branch that I'm sitting on. To be truly honest with you, <laughs> like I think I've got to just kind of let some things go and just go. Like beyond the complaints that I have for this movie, this is a fantastic movie. Right, it's, it's yeah, an absolutely fantastic movie. I was um, I was really impressed, really impressed. I personally don't like it as good as the first one, but it's still a phenomenal movie. So Sarah, I, I want to ask you that question. I last. disagree. Okay. Well, yeah, no, we, we spoke I've about got, it last I've week. Got, like I said, I've, I've got different viewpoints because the first one, it was about T'Challa. The second one is about Shuri. And I, and I'm, like I said, I'm glad they didn't take Shuri down the same path that T'Challa went down. Even though he lost his father, you know, he still had a lot to deal with, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I, I liked her story. I liked the way they, because she was very, had more, like I said, like the scientific, she was about the science. So for her trying to understand the faith with the tradition and that kind of, that was really hard for her to understand. That was really hard for her to accept. But T'Challa, that's, that's what he, he, he embraced that. He accepted that. It's just like, you know, he kind of picked with Shuri with like her scientific, you know, things, especially like with the suit, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, they're two separate stories. I mean, still the same family, but I'm really glad that they went the way they did in the second film. And I, I think, I don't really know if I have a favorite. Okay. And that, that's I, fair I too, like they're them because they're both really good movies. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess the last thing I have to ask you about it is, uh, what'd you think of the suit? Because I mean, there were some differences beyond all the suits. Be, Let's just go ahead the, and talk about all of the suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We'll talk about all the suits. So, but beyond the booby armor, there was some differences. You know, that was obvious in there. So, well, like, you, you got to have it, dude. I mean, you got to have booby armor. Yes, and of course. I, I I can't even deal with that that um, argument right there because I'm sorry, a female form you can't squish them down if you have them. I don't care what's well, going to happen. You've got to accept it. Why is it offensive that females have? I don't know. I've, <laughs> like, you know why I is remember, it offensive? It's, it's, it's so where crazy. did that even come from? Because I remember seeing I that and know. everybody was like losing their mind. I'm like, until you have deal with them, right. quiet. <laughs> you right. don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put my foot down on that one. Because yeah. I mean, there's some but, days I'm like, I wish I didn't because they're a pain <laughs> in the ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so funny. There's some days I wish I did. It's nuts. I don't know why. It's crazy. You'd get but tired. You'd get, get tired of it. <laughs> what do you think of the suit overall other than that though other than the booby armor i mean i thought it was pretty cool i mean it no. was um because that's what my son kept talking about because like you know like trailers and all this kind of stuff he's like it's gonna be killmonger i'm like no dude it's not it's not but i thought it was interesting that you know it did have the the gold on it more so than the purple i thought that would that was interesting so um i don't know i think it was fitting i think it was i think it was pretty fitting you think it's kind of gray Jedi-ish? The fact that the Killamonger suit was the gold one, right? So, like, she's, she saw Killamonger and her in the planes. So, like, maybe the gold suit is her kind of being like, well, I'm Batman, so if I need to kill, I will. Because that's the way I roll. Well, and that's, and that's the thing about it, too, because, you know, she had a lot of revenge. She had a lot of vengeance. I mean, mm -hmm. she was like, 
I'm gonna kill this some bitch. I don't care. Sure. Well, we don't do that. She's like, well, I'm about to because that's totally justified if she did. Yep. Absolutely. And and you know that's what you know she kind of the morality she wrestled with. And you know I'm I sorry, thought for to certain this I, I thought for certain especially when she took the board down and just basically turned him into like a a pretzel. I was like, you know, just ruined him like a sponge. I was like, okay, she's she's about to get get real. So, you know, that was that was, was another thing that was interesting about her story arc because I think at that point is when she kind of, you know, accepted, okay, this is really not who I am. This is not how I was raised. This is not how I was taught to handle things. It's like I can be mad as hell because, I mean, really, who, who wouldn't want to, like, you know, choke somebody, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel like you've been wronged? I mean, hell, I've been like that for the past four weeks. <laughs> Sometimes you I'm sure gonna be like 20 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> Work in just but anyways. <laughs> the this story part of me, and this is the way my mind works, like want wanted me wanted her to kill Namor right there. Like the for this story. It would have made this story for me that much better. Like, oh man, you know, for, that's justice. Um But is that why you like <laughs> Killmonger better? Possibly. But but for the sake of the future of the MCU, I like Namor as a character. I like the actor who played him. Um, so, and I want to see this character in the future. I wouldn't want to see him killed off after one movie. But did you guys no, have an no. issue with how quick he folded? No, because I think that he kind of lets you know at the end that there was there. There's kind of a uh, a reasoning behind that. Another end game. Kind of, yeah, I mean, the really he, he he even told like the the his servant or whoever it was presented herself. And she said, you know, why would you fold? Why would you bend knee to these guys? And he basically said, he's like, one day they're going to need us. Mm-hmm. You know, like one day it's going to happen. So he's just playing the long game. I think, I think it was a smart move. Well, it's kind of like the same point too, because Sherry, you know, that's one of the reasons why she was like, I'm not going to join you to like burn everything down because it's, that's, that's just a, there's more to it than just a knee-jerk reaction of like wanting to burn the world down because right. you feel like, or because you've been wronged. Right. And so. honestly, I don't think Namor wanted to burn the world down uh, up until, you know, a certain point. Like that wasn't the mindset. I felt like he just felt like he was being pushed around too much. Which... They were perfectly happy until, you know, Wakanda got everyone involved. When Wakanda came yeah. out, you know, they essentially pulled out, uh, is it Tulacan? However you say their place, mm-hmm. you know, basically, you know, by default, they got yanked out with them. And, you know, even though he could sneak around water in ways that doesn't quite make sense to me yet, I've like, I've, you know, they, they have the whole symbiotic relationship to where, you know, what affects one affects the other. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're all figuring that out. So he wasn't clearly really ticked off until, you know, Wakanda came out, but then he, even then he wasn't ticked off until Wakanda didn't want to play ball with him. And so mm-hmm. when the queen was like, you know, you know, your, your strife is not mine, then it became an issue for him. All right. I know. I will say one thing, Queen Ramonda, I, that scene with her in United Nations, I was mm. like, yep. That was an ultimate mic drop right there. Mm. I mean, that just really, Wow. Wow. I saw that bit too before the movie came out and I was like, Oh, I can't watch anything. That's when I gave up. I'm like, I'm done watching anything about this movie until it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. I had something on the tip of my tongue. I was going to say about this movie that I wanted to ask a question about a moment ago and I forgot what it was. 
Well, stick with the suits while you're thinking about it. Like you had, <laughs> so not only that, you had what was, was Midnight Angel? Oh, yes. We got yes, that was interesting. What did you know. think? Did you like them? Yeah, I'm going to shut my mouth real fast. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about them all at the end. <laughs> no, no, Ross, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sitting with this movie for a week, I've come to like the suits less and less. I mean, the, the Midnight Angel one was already a little weird for me. With the, with the, It reminded me of things I've seen in animation. It reminded me you know, of a mashup of other things that I've seen. And it didn't like stand on its own, really, for me, because... The, the bug eyes and the predator hair and like everything else, you know, it was just, it was real <laughs> weird. And then not only that, but the way that the, the mask actually popped off, like, you know, faded away whenever she took it off. Um, the black Panther suit to me was a little too, I'm a fan of the original suit. I like the suit that he showed up in, in civil war. I like mm -hmm. you know, the real suit. And I think that was, kind of one of the things that turned me off to the black panther the first movie uh it just felt like they were transitioning to a more advanced mcu and like so they were using black panther with trying to say that you know our technology is the best and blah 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 and how it you know sure he's so super smart and she made all these things um you start bringing in more silver and then of course like the more purple with the kinetic stuff so on and so forth not that big of a deal but i just like the original one better. And so when Shuri showed up with her uh, mashup, I was a fan of it looking at it because like it all made sense. You know, like you, you hit it on the head, same thing I said with the Killmonger's deal. I just, it was, even though it was a brand new suit, it was way too polished for my liking. I don't know why. I don't know what. But I think it suits Shuri. No, it does. You think about it, what the yeah. suit, who it's for. And I, and I think that's probably another thing because, you know, Greg talked about a detail last with the dots mm -hmm. in the face. No, it was all her. Like it was hers. Mm -hmm. Don't get like I'm not I'm not rubbing anything of her <laughs> on that. Like it was definitely hers. It was just that the more I think about it, the more that I picture it in my head, I was less and less of a fan of it. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that you know it it's not a showstopper by any means. It's just right. that we have like costumes are a big thing in the costume universe. Oh, so yeah. thinking about all of them with uh the Midnight Angel and then Ironheart Iron was the Heart. other one. Yeah. Which, did, Greg, did you look at those photos that I sent you last week of the Ironheart? I did, and I like it a lot better. Stuff? Yeah. Right? Okay. I like it a lot better. It looks a lot better. And, that, and, that, and that's my thing, too. Like, uh, you know, we're talking about it's basically three suits it's the new Black Panther suit with Shuri. It's it's the, mm -hmm. uh, I keep wanting to say I, Iron Angels. Midnight Angel. Midnight Angels. Okay. I don't want to say Iron Angels. Uh, Midnight Angels and then uh, the, the Ironheart suit. Um, of those three, Shuri's obviously the Black Panther. I think was by far the best. Like it, it, it looked great. Like it had slight modifications to it. I didn't dislike it at all. It was just a different version of the Black Panther suit, and I thought it looked great. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the other two. The Ironheart suit for me looked too Disney. It looked too Big Hero Six. Yeah, that that that's the perfect way to describe it. It looked too Big Hero Six for me. Now, you showed me the pictures of the show. Where the suit is different, and obviously she at the end of this, there, there's a reasoning why at the end of the show she said you can't have the suit, which honestly seems kind of dumb anyway. But she's like you can't have the suit, and the only purpose for that is to show that she's going to make a new suit for her show. That suit is looking better. I like that suit from the pictures I saw. So we'll see how it looks live action. You know, I mean it's it's hard to have an iron suit like the, and, and make it look good. So, and not only that, you have 
you know, they live in a universe where an Iron Man suit exists, you know, like. Well, see, and that's uh, all I could think about. I was like, is she going to be like Tony's replacement or something? That, not his replacement, but if she can kind of take that little, that niche where he is because she's like super, she's like super smart when it comes to, you know, mechanical engineering and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, just you just build a suit like that too. I you think they're bringing her in for that. In here. Yeah. I love that scene. I don't know why a lot of people hate that scene. I love it. I think they're bringing her in for that, though, is it to kind of replace Iron Man, which is fine. You know, or like just kind of fill that void, in essence, because, I mean, th right. that's all I could think about. You know, when I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is some Iron Man. Is she going to be like the next Tony? I mean, what's, what's going on here? I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. I didn't, you know, I didn't really recognize the character, so. Well, I'm interested for the show. Because I think you can turn the character around for me. Not that it needs to be like I didn't hate the character or anything, but I think it can really make me love this character. Like I can go from I like this person to I love this person with this show if it's done right. So, and I'm not sure where it falls in, like in the big scheme of things, like with Armor Wars and everything else. So I am, I, I want to see what they're going to do with it. Because they, I mean, you have to imagine that Rhodey's going to be involved somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's. Yeah, right. definitely needs to be. And and you know, the thing is, you look at all the Iron Man suits that we've seen in on theater. I honestly like the first suit, like the first yeah. hot rod red suit, the original one in Iron Man 1, the first one he painted. I like that one the absolute best out of every one of them. Not that, it was, not that it was truly practical, but the fact that it looked more practical suiting yeah. up. Like if you look at, you know, they have those YouTube videos where it's like, you know, every Iron Man suit up ever and you watch them all. Like it gets cooler as you've watched it over the years, but you oh, always yeah. go back to that that first one. You that know, first like that one, first man. one is so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, that first one I can make almost identical looking, minus the 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 firepower and the flight and everything else. If I just want to walk around, I can make that suit, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> you know, so I remembered the question I wanted to ask because this is big, and I didn't think about this last week. So generally, when it comes to the comic book world marvel always gets the first drop on everything and dc follows so with dc it's like well do they copy what marvel did or are they going a different direction and generally it goes a different direction and we've seen where they're at now so this however was different for the first time dc has the first underwater world as opposed to marvel so marvel now has to have an underwater world with talking swimming and everything else and it's always going to be compared to Atlantis in in you know Justice League or whichever movie you look at uh, Aquaman. So, what do you guys think? Did you like the Atlantis version of the underwater world better, the swimming, the talking, or did you like name? I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of his, his city. I should have looked it up. But do you like his version better? I'm pretty sure it's Tulacan <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, I think that. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm still not sure that I've actually watched Aquaman all the way through. And oh, man. I know. Should. I know. I hear you. I'm like, that would go uh, the galaxy too. No. You know, yeah. it happens. The, um, the, like, I, like the bubble scenes I'm not a big fan of. I don't like them making their own little bubble to have a conversation. Like, I wish that they were, because, like, that was only in one seems, movie. I think. It seems like that was yeah. a little bit more adaptive. So, which that wasn't in the Aquaman movie. I don't believe so. Well, no, it was in the Aquaman movie in one scene. I think about okay. it. They did go to so, space. Yeah. 
And like, I don't think like much of that is truly necessary. I mean, it is if you start bringing in people who aren't, you know, part of the underwater world or whatever the case may be. But uh, you're right. There is no way not to compare it to Aquaman right. because it did come first. And that has been the like subject matter of so many articles that I've seen come across the screen. And I'm like, like, I understand it because, you know, it's constantly the conversation going the other direction. It's constantly, yeah. you know, uh, everyone's comparing DC to what Marvel's already done. And, you know, rightfully so. I, I, I don't think that one matters over the other. Yeah. I to get me, that. personally, I like, get that. From, from, from what I've seen about Aquaman, I am extremely discouraged, though, that we don't get the next Aquaman movie until the end of next year like it's Maybe. more than a year off we'll see what still. happens yeah exactly yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens we have no idea what's going on in dc right now God. <sighs> sorry that was yeah different yeah, kind I, don't of want, I don't want to get off on tangent but, because the only, the only news that i've read has been dc news this week so yeah well sarah what do you think i know you've seen aquaman did you mm -hmm. like atlantis better or did you like talicon talicon no was it talicon yeah Talicon. i like that better uh, to me, I really? felt that was more realistic. Really? Okay. I, I, the whole idea of if you live in an underworld, underwater world, live in an underwater world. You know, and the whole thing with the Aquaman, you know, Atlantis, you still lived in like these air bubbles. It wasn't like you were really living. I don't know. It was just, it just seemed it was more realistic. I mean, if I but think of like. Be there, be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was just some of it, like with with the, it was a little a little more reaching because, like I said, it just didn't make sense. It's like, oh, we're gonna create this air bubble, but yet, but then again, you could be on air, you know, you could be on land, or you could be underwater. So it was mm -hmm. you're you're still sitting like on both sides, whereas with um, the Moors people, they were literally underwater; they could not breathe air um and also i'm kind of looking at because i was trying to find out what exactly the place was called so come across this little synopsis says um remember this the plant that the um mm -hmm. his people drank that's what turned them blue so it did actually turn them blue it actually turned them blue but then why was not everybody it, blue well here's no but here's my question to that did it turn them blue because they were on the surface and they yes. needed to get to water yes so when they got to water, they turned back. Yes. So that was basically the moment to where it changed. Because, that because that's when they plant, drank that. And then that's when the they plant started. was found underwater, right? Yes, because that was the plant that, because um, it was um, made of so, vibranium. Because so it had vibranium yeah, well, yeah, or something in it. Yeah. But it's so weird because, you know, if you find it, if you find it on the Earth's surface, then you can breathe air. But if you find it underwater, then you have to breathe underwater. It's right, so, right. it's so weird. How, I mean, I draw the connection. So here you're wrong. I, I just, I don't know. It, it, I don't want to say it seems cheap. It just seems like a really plausible explanation to arrive to just by making it grow somewhere else. I get that. Well, different environments, you know, create different, you know, type of, you know, situations. All right. So I want to counter this point. 
<laughs> and I understand what you're saying about, and, and especially White Chocolate Espresso in the chat about uh, Marvel did it better and the people look cooler and this and that. I get it, but I, I, I say these two things. The biggest complaint we've had is the is the air bubble. From what I've seen, both of y'all mentioned the air bubble. Both scenes in both uh, the Justice League and uh, Aquaman that's in has Amber Heard in it. And her power is water manipulation. So if I can talk to you through water, with or I can talk to you normally, <laughs> which am I going to choose? So I will say that. And two, um, that's the other thing, right? Like, why would you talk like that? If you don't, because if it's look, if me and you can communicate like this, and it's 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 it works, we do it right. But if it's always something else that's harder, and it's the only way we can do it, or not the only way we can do it, but like the easier way to do it, we're going to do it. Like, like you generally work with whatever's easiest to do, even if it's a little more difficult. But even that, it wasn't more difficult. But I will, I will defend Marvel slightly with this because there was only maybe five minutes, ten minutes of underwater scene in this about about the city underwater. Aquaman was an entire movie almost about mm-hmm. Atlantis and being underwater, so it was slightly different. Like they had it to had invest. They, they had, had to invest a lot more into Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, I do like Atlantis better. I'm a DC guy, but not even that. I just like the way it looked better. However, that doesn't mean the way they did Marvel looked bad. I think it did a great job. I just didn't think it looked as good as Atlantis. But I also haven't dove now, into the city. You know. Question: Do the Atlanteans are they able to go above water? <clears throat> I think some ones are, some are, are, but the the ones that aren't have the mask on that Mm -hmm. have the water in it. So I don't know how much of Aquaman you've seen, but there are certain ones that have mask on that can't breathe air. It was like the soldiers, like when they had the soldiers come on land, they were the ones basically that had the the suits. But anybody else, like main characters, they could, they'd be fine. They had no problem. That's that's what I was trying to figure out with, you know, the only way that I could come up with uh, why no more was worthy of like a mutant name was that he was you know just genetically different you know than than the rest of all the other ones um and the only way that you can say that is that he was born that way versus the other ones that were turned that way uh the atlanteans would have to have the same kind of the same kind of like thing right so if a couple of them are able to go above water then you know you start bridging that mutant gap right there in dc so I, well, I I knew enough about this movie with what they gave me to make sense of most of what they were trying to tell me. Like it wasn't like a super far stretch to get to it. And I, I, I know that Aquaman was on in my house and I kind of walked in and out of it and saw parts of it, but I never understood any of the, like the the rules behind it, I guess the best way to say it. And Justin Lin, I knew he had to kind of make quite a bit of different or uh, quite a bit of changes just to make it uh, translate well to film, like mm-hmm. onto the screen with what they had written with the screenplay and everything else. And so I don't think his calls were bad. I saw a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff with him trying to describe it and then you know, do like a little docu thing about him making the movie. But uh, I still never really felt like I had a firm grasp on it. Hey, I'd recommend checking it out. It was better than it was better than any squad movie 
It was better than the Harley Quinn movie. It was better than... It was a lot better than expected. Let's put it this way. On my rankings of DC movies, it's just underneath Wonder Woman. So you know my top three. I feel like that's, a, it's that's just what she said joke. So, so I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to say that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's a good movie. I mean, you should check it out. Um, but once again, I, you, I, I say that, and I still have yet to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 from beginning to end in one sitting. I've seen the whole movie, just not in one sitting, because I don't know why, man. I just I just can't do that movie. You might as well watch so it, because you know what we're about to get this week? The Christmas Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Oh, my mm. Lord. <laughs> this actually excites me. I wouldn't mind seeing this. You know, it's 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 fun. Um, we'll see what they do with it. But do we have any news? It's got on Kevin it? Bacon in it. Come on, that's like, what I'm saying. That's yeah, what's yeah. Me on it. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is, is kind of a selling point. I will watch uh, Aquaman before Aquaman Two comes out. We have my word. Makes sense. Yeah. Is it's it on like HBO? It's, sure, it's it's on HBO, right? Uh, I'm sure it probably is. To be honest with you, I haven't right. watched it in a while, but. It, Look, Aquaman's one of those movies that, like, when I talk to people about it, they either absolutely love it or they're just like, eh, it's kind of a Green Lantern type thing. You know? And you know it's I love Green Lantern. Max. So, just saying. saying What'd you say, Sarah? It's on HBO either. Max. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, Black Panther even actually... The <laughs> <laughs> even the cartoon. Even the cartoon. Yeah, uh, actually, who voices Aquaman the animated character it's a big name uh you're on there so you go ahead and check it out but i will i remember when they were talking about that this person was going to play aquaman and i'm like wait a second they're recasting aquaman and then it like took me like a few days to understand that there was actually going to be an aquaman animated show to come out and i actually watched the first episode because i i love harley quinn the harley quinn show is funny as fuck I mean, like for, for anyone who's not on that, jump on that. But when the Aquaman show came out, I'm like, oh, this is going to be in the same vein because I'd be all about that. Like there would just be nothing but inappropriate wet jokes left and right. But it wasn't. No. And White Chocolate Espresso says an octopus plays drums in Aquaman if that helps you want to watch it. Hey, that octopus is in the comics. That's all I can say. I don't know if he's playing drums in the comics, but that he's in the comics. So has he got is the massive drum set? Is he like slightly a, comic book accurate? <laughs> was it the the one armed man from Death Leopard? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Well, look, uh, Black Panther had me in my feelings. Like this movie was a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It definitely got me in my feelings. But I'm not going to lie, I saw it last week, and since then I've seen Game of Thrones, and it's totally taken me out of my feelings for that. Like. There are no stakes when you compare things to Game of Thrones. There are no feelings when you compare things to that. Like, it is insane. Why did nobody tell me about Game of Thrones the last 10 years has been going on? Seriously. I don't know. I mean, like, apparently, you need these things. They're, they're called cotton swabs or Q-tips, if you want to use the commercial name, I so guess, that you can man. get the shit out of your ear and listen to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. I, okay, so House of the Dragon came out. We covered it. It was great. Sarah, and I, I will tell you, if you liked House of the Dragon... You'll love Game of Thrones. Um, it's those direwolves, I'm telling you. You start taking out direwolves, well, I gotta okay. push through that. I gotta push through that. I've only seen. Well, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but don't, don't say you, anything. You should, you should definitely check it out. But I would highly recommend doing it the way I did. See, everybody else watched Game of Thrones and they had to wait for episodes to come out, 
and oh, go all because you're doing a machete order. You want to do to tell everyone me personally? I get to binge the whole thing in two weeks, and not only do I get to do that, I got to go in with House of the Dragon knowledge and Fire and Blood. I read that book, and now I'm reading every chapter of uh, Game of Thrones as the show goes on. Man, I'm telling you, it is a fantastic way to go into this. I envy y'all for having that love for this when it comes out, but at the same time, I really don't because I am enjoying this so much. Ross, you told me not to do it too fast because you only get the first time once. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> I have already watched season one twice. There you go. Yeah, I've only watched season one twice. I've already watched season two, the first half, two times. Uh, like, it's that good that I would go turn season one on again and be okay with it. Dude, when every season of that show came out, we rewatched every episode, every season leading up to it. So, uh, I mean, season one and season two were different just because I think I don't, I didn't think I jumped on the show until maybe season two had come out. Um, but I think I was like deployed or something. And so like when I came back and you know, it's on air and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since then, when season three came out, we watched season one and two, when season four came out, one, two and three, and just, we just kept on doing it and doing it and doing it. And still to this day, I've told myself that I'm going to go back and watch it again too. The problem is that show's so good that I have to do it when I'm not like, when I, when I have right. time to pay attention to it, because I right. can't not give the show attention. And I've said it for so long. And even though that you haven't been listening, it's the, the show, the show is fantastic. And it went on for so long. Like I'm hoping that house of the dragon gives you the same type of vibes it does for the characters that were in game of Thrones, but I haven't felt it yet because we went through three different renditions of like each character. And I'm, I understand what they're trying to do in house of dragon. I understand how they're trying to move the timeline around and progress the story super fast, but I want characters to sit with. I want characters to live with. And in game of Thrones, you get that In game of Thrones. You get, you are on the ride with these people as time goes on and time doesn't start getting real funky in game of Thrones until the later seasons. So the, uh, the first, I always say four or five. Fantastic. You wrote the first five books. Yeah, and then after that, it was all show writers after that. You know, uh, I was. it's so funny. Nathan, me and him were talking about Game of Thrones today. And uh, he, he, dude, Nathan loves Game of Thrones so much that when I was texting him, talking to him about it, he couldn't text me. He had to call me. <laughs> we, we talked for like two hours on the phone today oh, wow. about, about Game of Thrones. Both of us just working. You know, him doing his thing, I'm doing my thing. We're both just working, talking about Game of Thrones. Like, this this show is absolutely amazing. Um I love being able to see, like I said, of course there were people who probably read the books before the shows came out, but for the majority of people who watched the shows, that wasn't the case, you know? So it's so cool going into the first season of, 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 uh, I want to say Lord of the Rings of Game of Thrones. And they talk about all these stories about, um, you know, uh, Viserys and, and, and the death of the dragons and, and all this stuff. And I know all this stuff going in. So I have such an advantage going into the show, knowing all this stuff. Now, however, there is about a 160 year gap that I want to know about. And there are a few books on it, which I'm going to read because I'm going to dive totally in this universe. I, I love this universe, man. This is phenomenal. I stopped myself from cussing twice there. This is phenomenal, man. 
Um, Are we supposed but, to stop that? I didn't know. That. Well, no, you don't have to, but I just did. I don't know why. Um, it, let's put it this way: I was upset when I got home that I had to watch Andor, which is a fantastic show, and Peripheral, which is a fantastic show, because I couldn't watch more Game of Thrones. That's how good this yeah. show is. It's like, a high, dude. It, 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 it's it crazy. Literally a high. It's all I've thought about all day. I listened to five, like five hours of the book. I'm in the chapter like six of the first book, and it's not even past the first episode yet. But it's so cool because I've watched the whole season twice. So now, like when I read the when I listen to the book, I can see everything they're saying perfectly, and I see all the stuff in the book that wasn't in the show, which is phenomenal. Because everybody always says the books are better. Eh, yeah. They do have a little more information, generally. Like, like the, there's things they skip in a lot of shows and movies that that aren't as good, but are, are still pretty good. But there are a few things that don't make it bad. But it's like, oh, it's cool to know that, like the Jon Snow name. How you know Jon Snow's a bastard? How not only I know, but how everybody who meets him knows he's a bastard. Well, they mention that in the House of the Dragon and Fire and Blood, but they don't mention that in the show. But they do. You know that comes from book. real, like real lore, right? I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like. That, that was a big thing in uh, in Europe. And so just like my last name, the, the first four letters of my last name mean that I'm a bastard of another, like of the, of the O Patrick family. And so I didn't know that all of that or of the Patrick is what it was. So like in Ireland and it, that's like a real big thing. And so that, that comes from full live lore, like our like historical significance to that. So it's, um, was it Kevin Smith just did a sit down with um, R. R. Martin and at his new movie theater and was talking to him, asking questions and how he always gets the thing about, you know, are you, uh, how much do you pull from history? So on and so forth. You can't help, but pull from history. Everything is yeah. pulling from our history. That's what makes it grounded for us as people to actually watch these things. Um, yep. And you know, it's in, until you start adding dragons and other things like it, it's a, purely relatable world to, to live in. It just goes a little bit hardcore on the fantasy and certain things. Um, you will reach a point though, whenever you get into the, the later seasons, there is a character who also plays in Andor from Game of Thrones. Well, be good. Don't look it up. No, no. And then when you get there, let me know who it is. There's one thing I don't want to look up that me and Nathan were talking about today. And he asked me, he was like, do you know who Jon Snow's mother is? And I know in the show, they tell you who Johnson's mother is in the book. They do not. Okay. And what Nathan told me today was Martin, actually, when he was looking for the show writers or the showrunners for the, uh, to, to, to run this, they read the books and he asked them who is Jon Snow's mother, because you can figure it out in the books, but it never directly says it. And the ones who actually got it right were the ones he picked to run the show. Because they understood the book the most, he said, which was cool knowledge. I didn't know that. And I don't know how true it is, but I have no reason to not believe it. You know, so it sounds pretty cool. I like it. Um, so I don't know that at the moment. Ross, I know you've seen all the shows. I know you know. It, su <laughs> it sucks because I can't read the books as fast as I can watch the seasons. So I know that I'm going to find out in the seasons before I try to figure out the book. But it doesn't really bother me that much because I'm not a very smart guy. So I probably wouldn't see it in the book. <laughs> like it, it's probably, it probably would pass me, especially if like he was picking show writers 
to pick this stuff out, I probably wouldn't have figured it out in the book. So, but they do they do say they never actually say it in the book, but they do allude to it, and there is clues, and you can figure out who it is. So, I'm interested to find out who it is. Don't tell me yet. It'll spoil <laughs> if, if I find out in the show. I find out in the show, no problem. Um, but man, it, it's 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 so cool because like it's one of these things that like two of my friends love Game of Thrones and this world, right? And I've just I never had HBO. I didn't not watch this stuff because I didn't want to. I just never had HBO, you know, until HBO Max came out. So now that HBO Max came out, cool. I'll watch this stuff. And it's one of the things that, like, my wife actually, when she gets off, she's like, how far did you get? Because I'll watch up to that episode or I'll watch up to that or two past that. Then you can catch me and watch two past that. And we watch it together. It's really cool that this show brings us together like that. It's just... Uh, let's put it this way. I've never seen anybody say anything bad about it. Be it beyond the way it ended. But like past that, I've never seen anybody say they didn't like the show. Let's watch it. Say they didn't like the show. And Sarah, I'm telling you, I was the same way. Just pound through the first like three episodes. And then like Peter Dinklage will be your favorite actor ever. Well, ever. Like you'll I be said, like, Oh my God, I never see, want to see anybody act again. This guy the right here. Best phrase ever. That's what well, I do. I drink and I know things. Yeah. Well, the, my thing is I've got to have a certain mindset because when I got through this, the second episode, I was in tears. So I hope oh, we can help you out with that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's, there's just certain things. I have just certain triggers. That it just, once the floodgates open, it's hard for me to close them. So it's like, I just have to be in a certain mindset to see that. It's like, you know, People well, find you bring animals into it. Be prepared because I know exactly what you're talking about. And yes, this show has no limits. And that's what I love you about can this. Take people's heads off. I mean, this hey, show you has can cut no them in limits. half. You can do whatever. You can yeah. skewer them. Hell, roast them. I don't give a shit. But you brought anim- just like animals. It's just like even animals with House of Dragon. You will start taking the dragons out, which I know eventually <laughs> that's going to happen. People can just, fall off. Hey, I can get over that. Just look away. <laughs> Just look oh. away, okay? Mm-hmm. Animals will be hurt, and See, and that's that, and not just animals. I will say there's there's some more things that you're going to look at and be like, oh my god, I can't watch this. But well, it's okay. Just like Casey oh, there's a whole lot more you haven't even gotten into that I haven't even got to. Yes, but j- just where like, I'm at in the second season, there's stuff you're looking at and you're like, slow down. I'll I'll, I'll try to rewatch it. We'll talk about this. <laughs> you know, when people were talking about the um, birth scenes in the House of the Dragon, that oh. didn't phase me. No, everybody's like, oh my god, no. this is so awful. I'm like, oh. I'll watch that any day of the week. Any day it's of the week. That ain't nothing. It's a shock factor compared to what I've seen. That's what it was. Yeah. Compared to what I've seen so far. And, you know, that was one thing I told Nathan, too, is it's so funny that this made me think of it. The production value of House of the Dragon is so much better than Game of Thrones. However, mm-hmm. he told me, he was like, wait till season three. Oh, he yeah. was like, season one and two was their, like, footing. Then after season two, everybody loved this show and it became, like, the best show in the world. Then they get all their money and things change. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to get there. But I definitely noticed a huge difference in production value from the first season and, the, and so far the second season of Game of Thrones to what House of the Dragon gave us. Now, and Nathan even told me he was like, "There's the the okay, the, this is not huge spoilers." Uh, Tyrion, Peter Dinklage's character, goes to a, a war, and at the beginning of the war, he gets knocked out. And the reason why they did that was because they couldn't afford to pay for a full battle scene yep. in the first season. <laughs> so you just knock them out in the, the beginning of the battle, then you're good to go. And I was like, okay. But then cool. you make it to like season seven, and you're like, right. what the hell? <laughs> right. 
so uh white chocolate Espresso says have i got to ramsey yet no oh, i have no, not where i'm at right yet. now um i don't think ramsey shows up until season into season three season four maybe okay which i will say hey, oh but no there's Damn you, Greg. I know. You I'm telling you, man. There's so much I want to talk Sarah, about and bring up, to, but I don't know where I'm you're at. I'm telling you, Sarah. You, where I'm at right now, I'm, I'm in Carthage with Daenerys. Okay. Um, yeah. This... Oh, so you I, saw... Oh, you got the you got past all the Momoa stuff. Yes. Yes, I'm past got, all the Momoa stuff. I'm in Carthage with Daenerys. And I am in... Um, I've heard about that. That's one Let's thing. Let's see. I've Grey Lord has gone back to <laughs> Grey Lord is with his father and uh, Greyjoy. Greyjoy, yeah, not Grey Lord. Greyjoy is with his father, and I'm trying not to spoil things for for oh, Sarah. Must be trying season, to give Ramsey trying to give season two. Then I'm, I'm at halfway through season two. Yeah, so well, I'm not gonna say anymore. Sarah, I'm telling you, you're you're gonna love this. There's not, there's not too yet? many. I, there's not too many spoilers. I mean, I I know a, I know well, quite a, a bit about it's it. Ten year old show, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So I don't Did know. Did you man. make it to Joffrey yet, Greg? Uh, it depends on what you mean because Joffrey's been in a lot of episodes. Like, do you mean the episode? Makes, do you mean the crazy, episode where he period. makes the two hosts or horse beat themselves with bedpost? And did you make it to that nope. episode? I did. <laughs> All right, so is he in, is he in charge? Uh, I th- think no. Uh, Tyrion's still in charge. He's the hand right now. So I don't know Tywin? if Joffrey's come to Echo of Age yet. So you talking about Tywin the Dead? No, no, no. Well, well, Tywin the Dead. Yeah, he's the hand, oh, but Tyrion yeah, is yeah. the is the sub. Yeah, for him. So gotcha. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal. Um, I'm sure that I'll probably be done with this entire series in like two weeks. Don't do it. I'm telling you, you got to slow down and savor it, man. Well, and it's like I said, I'm, I'm reading the books as I go. But the thing that sucks is like, I'm probably going to step at two o'clock in the morning watching two more episodes when we get done with this. <laughs> you know, like me and my wife woke up at like four o'clock this morning because it was still playing and it was episode five and guess what we both woke up and we couldn't get back to sleep so guess what we did we restarted episode five and we sat there at four o'clock in the morning and watched for episode five because <laughs> why not you know it's there so um it's that good it really is that good like like i went to sleep last night with it playing watching an episode that i already watched wondering what was going to happen next you know and then i well, woke up you- and it was a new episode so i had to watch it when you get to the episode and you and you text me who you think is the character that plays in both Andor and Game of Thrones. Okay. So let me know when you start to get into that point. I do believe that uh, there should only be one. It's not Forrest Whitaker, is it? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but, I mean... Sarah hasn't watched it yet, so we're going to move on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, holding back. I, I'm holding that man. Sarah, I know you. I know the stuff you like. Well, I, I know the stuff you like. Let's put it that way. I think you would really like this if you if you just watch, just just said, screw it. I'm going to spend four hours and binge the first four episodes. After that, you'll be like, okay, what happens next? I've got to know what happens next. <laughs> so, that's Let's talk about the things you don't like. Are you a Titans fan this week, Sarah? Ooh, that's a good segue. Were you a Titans fan last week, Sarah? Mm. 
I have a love-hate relationship with that show. I love it, but then I'm like, what in the hell are y'all doing? It's like, what? <laughs> it's just, okay, because I watched last week's episode, I think probably it might have been Saturday night because I hadn't watched it because, like I said, I just basically fell off the grid. So I watched that and then was like, what the hell's going on? This is, this is some weird shit. And then, that was the Jinx episode, right? Yes. Jinx. Yes. So I'm like, just turn Corey to stone. What the what the hell is that shit all about? I'm like that. Yeah, this week she's like, when I was stoned, I'm like, <laughs> who says that? You say that when you're high, not when you literally get turned into stone. Yeah, and I'm like, that that was just kind of weird. And then this episode, I'm like, what? Yeah, that, and the one scene, I'm just like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> like, okay. So yeah, um, these writers, man, they're they're just just they're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. I mean, this is this is a little crazy. This is a mic crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> this week's episode. Here? <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> like, like, like seriously, like I love this show and I love I just... these characters, but like this was just a jumbled mess. Like, I don't understand what they're doing this season. Like it started out strong. First two episodes. I was like, hell yeah, let's go Titans. And then it's just been waning since then. Like what is going on with this show, man? Last week's episode was really, really weird. Uh, to a point where I'm like, I think I might watch this some other time. Like I'm not really interested in it right now. Hmm. Uh, I, literally sat in front of my computer yesterday from like like eight in the morning until like 10 o'clock at night and like when i got done i'm like all right i'm just gonna zone out watching tv real fast i was inebriated probably more than i should have been but i'm gonna tell you right now watching this show i was i was on a level to where i'm like i don't know if i like this if I'm interested in all the weird things that they're doing, or if I'm so confused that I'm just, just saying to, to myself that I'm liking it. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling on the inside yet. Right. right. And I'm, so I'm kind of like that too. Yeah. I heard, uh, you know, they opened it up with, um, it, Oh, it was the 90 scene. And so I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm like, like I was, I was a 90s kid. Yeah, I, I don't remember nineties. Ninety six did not look like that. No, I didn't think yeah, so. Didn't like, look like this that. oddly feels somewhere way, way back, way, way back. Like, well, either way, um, <laughs> I I literally said to myself, "How does nineteen ninety six look so old?" And then, but I was sitting there trying to figure out what Homegirl's power was. You know, she was basically just watching them like she was just witch 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 just fixing stuff printer fixed this is happening dude's yelling at me dude's jumping out a window all of a sudden like we're all good and she's having to do like tps reports and shit and i'm like where are we yes, bringing they this actually say tps reports yes. they did i was like well, no they, said, they didn't just no do they that. said tps like annuals or whatever she was calling it, was, it but yeah I'm like, it was like TPS in that same reports. vein i was like yeah, oh my God. I was like where's my stapler where's my stapler <laughs> that would be great. uh but trying to, yeah, here's the thing, like that whole arc with that character, she's like, I'm done with masks. And I'm like, you're obviously done with eyebrows too, because you don't want eyebrows anymore. 
it was interesting seeing the backstory, but it was done in a way that I didn't ask for and wasn't quite ready for. Right. And so it felt completely out of place. It felt like that would have done very well going into actually next week's episode. Because I think, what did I say? They're doing 12 episodes, so they're splitting it up six to six. Mm-hmm. So this was episode four. So next week's episode would have been the perfect time to kind of dive into this. Because we don't have enough it. plot yeah. to what is currently happening. Yeah. And that's what that's what's ticking me off quite a bit. I, I don't feel I don't feel rooted in this season yet enough to go back and find out where she's from and what she did. It's just like when they were talking about the asylum. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Am I not supposed to remember this? And I oddly remember just a little bit about it, but not nearly enough. No. Well, it's cool they called back to prior events that have happened in this series. You know, yeah. I, I like that. It's just that, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to get that kind of arrow effect where I really like the actors who play these roles. Man, seeing them on screen and action scenes is phenomenal. The costumes are great. Love it. But the storyline's kind of losing me a little bit. Like, what? And once again, it's it's the fourth episode of 12. So yeah. there's a lot to come still. But I say this about other shows when it happens. It's just kind of like I'm watching this and I'm like, what am I watching? Like, I, I don't see. It feels like they're trying to to have too many threads to the story. Like, it's give me a story about Titans and a villain and let me fight them. It just doesn't feel like a like a team up. It didn't feel like Titans. It just feels like a bunch of folks just running around and just saying, yes. oh, we're just in. Yes. Because, I mean, Corey, I don't know what's going on with her. I'm just like totally disconnected know. from her. And then you've got Connor. I don't know what in the hell's going on with this dude. I mean, I know he yeah. had his own episode where he was trying to figure out, you know, daddy issues and all this kind of stuff. And then you got Tim Drake over here. I'm like, dude, what in the hell are you about to do? You're like Tim the, Drake's trying to play the staff. I, I'm oh, like, you're like the biggest liability they have right now. Gotcha. And then you got yep. Rachel. I'm like, what in the hell happened to her? Did you get her power sucked out? I'm like, you know, I'm just thinking, what are you guys bringing to the table here? Because you're just like just people, just regular people yeah. running around. But that's what this whole this show is always like. This show is always like a disarray of Dick barking orders and not wanting to be a team player, mm-hmm. but then claiming that he's a team player and then trying to do all these other things. And so I keep getting lost back and forth with like, are you the Titans or what are you? It's like it's just a band of misfits. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. it's just just people. Which I expect from Doom Patrol. Oh. But I don't want some Titans. Yeah, exactly. I want Titans to be a little bit more. Well, here's the problem they have. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know. Well, one of the biggest problems they have is they have Superboy. You know, and, and, and like, even in this, in this episode, there's a scene with zombie Deathstroke. The hell? where, Where I'm like, okay, okay. The idea of zombie Deathstroke, whatever. I get that. It's cool to see Deathstroke in any way, shape or form, even though, uh, Manu Bennett was, by far, hands down, the absolute best. Um, it's cool to see him. But it was like, Superboy could literally handle this without question in two seconds. Not even two seconds. Like, if he wanted to. And they get to a point where he's like that. He's like, give him the nod. He goes and does it, knocks his head off. Cool. Then he puts his head <laughs> back on. They're still shooting. I'm like, why wouldn't you just send him back out there to rip every part of his body off? Like, just send him out there to kill Like, you know how to kill him now. Go knock his head off again. Smash the head. Rip the arms How off. How many bones are in the human got... body? Exactly, <laughs> All those bones you know? and separate them. So I was looking at that and I was like, uh, 
I don't really know about it's that. It's the magic and element. It's, I think that's what it is. It's, you've got this, this magic element that's, I mean, to me, this feels more like a, this series is getting more into like the horror-esque. It's like, it's more like a horror genre because you're bringing in this magic that, you know, like Dick says, he's like, I don't like magic. I'm like, okay. Anyways, I'm like, this is, Right. Who I does? Get, get it, I mean, Batman. You don't like magic, for Jinx to say it. that yeah. to Superboy and be like, you know, well, you know, Superman's afraid of magic. He just always tends to, you know, disappear every single time something magical happens. You know, he's just some smart, snarky like, shit like that. I'm like, really? You can't put that in his head and then all of a sudden, boom, true. Like, I know that he wasn't born yesterday. He was only born like two months ago. But what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like, what are we talking about here? I don't. Yeah. You. you... Nope. I'm good. I can't do it. <laughs> Look, I I just need more to grasp on this show. Like I said, I hate I hate not loving what I see because especially the first two episodes are great. This show is the most hit or miss show I've seen since Arrow. It's the it's the only show that I can look at and one week be like, this is yeah, this phenomenal, is awesome. <laughs> and then the next week be like, what did I just watch? And it's Arrow was like that quick. toward the end. It's 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 like. And I, and I don't, I don't want that. Like, but I get it. Maybe there is an expiration date on the stories you can tell with certain characters. Maybe if you try there's to go so many seasons, there's so much you can do with this. You're right. There is. There is. You're absolutely right. But there, like, there's so much they could do with it. Yeah. But what will they do with it? You know, like, quite honestly, you could split the Titans up for all I care and give me a Beast Boy show that focuses on Beast Boy. Give me a Superboy show that has Superman in it. Give me a uh, a Nightwing show that has Nightwing in it. And you know what? Give me a Starfire show. Because, hell yeah, why not? That actress is phenomenal, and she plays that role great. Like, for me, that right there is Starfire. I will never, ever look at Starfire any other way in my life. When I picture her, that will be the image As for me. Starfire, like Tony yes. Stark. It, 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 it's like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Like, that is my Starfire. You know, like there will be no other. Some bold words being said tonight, folks. Some bold yeah. words. Well, I mean, honestly, it, it's I think, but I'm not sure. It's the only live screen portrayal we had of her, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's the best one, but she just does such a phenomenal job. Like, it's amazing. Um, once again, th this show is just. But I'm gonna still watch it. I'm gonna still watch it because I love the characters, it. I love the suits, like I said, and, and it's one of those things that I may Where watch next week going? and be like, holy shit, this is great, and all these episodes make sense, but it may not. You know, <laughs> like that's the thing with Titans. Well, uh, and I, so like this week, like with the Sebastian angle, like trying to figure out you know, last week they, they pull him out of prison and they take him, and then all of a sudden this week, like he's okay to sit by the campfire and have a conversation, you know, with his supposed sister is what we're going with, right? Like that's what I'm getting as Raven and him are siblings of some sort. That's what it sounds like they're going to. Yeah. And then he's in the RV, and the next thing you know, like him and Raven are going into the uh, the the back door of the asylum, like together first in front of anyone else. When you have Superboy, Not right? And then you're gonna turn around and stay with him for eight hours, and you're gonna catch up in a room that you're not supposed to be let out of, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, like there's just enough there to like make me question, why are you trusting this guy so fast? So 
out of nowhere, I guess is the best way to put it. And then, um, like what, what's it going to take? Like, I don't feel like the, the opposing argument to have as to why you don't let him rush to be a friend so fast is that he's going to screw something up extremely fast, which is probably not going to be great for a story. Right. Well, the problem they have with Titans is the same thing you have with any Superman story, the same thing you have with Superboy. I guess if you're going Marvel Sentry, the, like, like the, the the problem you have is when you have a being who has the limited power and like there's only very, very few things that can defeat them or even affect them, how do you write villains for them? How do you make them not just be the guy who rushes in and saves the day quickly every time? You yeah. know? Because you want to have these characters included. But it, it, it's tough to include them because, like, realistically, if there's no kryptonite, what can't Superboy do? Like, he may not know how to fly. He may not be as good Take as Superman. Take a dagger, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, it, it's, it's tough to write that. You know, so I would hate to be a guy who wrote Superman or wrote Superboy or, once again, Sentry from Marvel, which I wonder if we're ever going to see. Like, are we, ever, this point. are we ever going to see the blonde-haired Superman? Like, seriously? Like, like they're doing Civil War. They're doing, um, what's the, uh, Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Like, which rumor is, is that new, new Avengers, man, throw Sentry in there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> new Avengers, let's see, let's see what happens. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just... I just don't really know what to say about Titans right now. I really don't. It's, it's, I don't either. Like I said, we're like four episodes in. You know, I felt like the first one started off strong. You know, the second one, yeah. The third and fourth one, you're like, mm, it's getting a little weird. But third, like I, said, I was off it, the train, but four's a little weird too. You're right. Like four's weird. Three was, I was like, three was pushing me like back to right. old Titan style. Like, <laughs> did did I say too much about the first two episodes? I screwed <laughs> it's up. Like, by I enjoyed it too much. To where right. It's yeah. like, it's like, right. hey, it's a reality check. Y'all step back just a minute because mm -hmm. it's still Titan. I'm like I said, I'm I'm along for the ride. I'm just curious mm -hmm. to see what's how it's gonna unfold. I mean, because the Titans is always, you know, the season finale. Is it gonna stick the landing? That's that's well, always the question. They're doing the mid season break this year too. So it'll be interesting to see. They almost have two penultimates. Mm -hmm. One next week. Look, Titans, like I said, it's the same suffering the same thing as CW. Is it fatigue? Is it is it, you know, something we're gonna love? I don't want to not like this show, but I have to be fair about it. When it's not good, it's not good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't hold back on She-Hulk or anything else like that, so I can't on this. Like, watching this episode, I had about as much interest as everything past, well, every episode of She-Hulk minus maybe the first one and the one with Daredevil. Like, like beyond that, it's, it's about what I felt. I was like, uh, like... <laughs> I'm gonna watch this, but I'm gonna do something in the background while I'm while I'm watching it, you know, like because I'm not really that invested in it, and I hate that. But like I said, I have to be fair. You know, I, I talk shit about other shows whenever I don't like this. <laughs> I have to talk shit about Titans too. Um, I, Titans is like this though; it pulls it. it, it it's, a, it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. It makes me love it one episode and then hate it the next. So maybe I just have to accept that's what it is with this show. You know. It's just going to be a hit or miss every week. And it's the fourth season. I mean, we haven't figured out the first three. I mean, <laughs> it's one. Well, the a first rough, three were pretty good, minus maybe the finale. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's been a rough ride trying to understand what the uh, 
uh, overarching thought process is for this entire show. And it has felt like patchwork. And so I'm hoping that what I'm worried about is that there's not going to be a season five. Uh, with all the changes that they're making, I'm, I'm very curious as to what they're going to do. And not to say they won't use the characters. I'm just saying that I don't know if they're going to continue the show as it stands right now. Mm. Um, with the, all the DC news, I feel like that they could do like a real big reel in before they start to create more you know, uh, product to, to put out to the people. So this definitely, and like the comment I made about Aquaman, the fact that it's so far off in the future that uh, I don't know what's going to happen with any of it. This show exists right now. We get it. Um, but you know, like one of my main takeaways was that Titans even did zombies wrong. Like, <laughs> Like, I didn't even realize they were zombies to be cute. Me neither. And that's why they I said they, they did I was them like, wrong. What? Yeah. I mean, when the people started coming out, I'm like, oh, so all these people that work at the store, are like undercover, right? Like, you know, like they're just sleeper agents or like whatever the case may be. You know, like I could buy all that. They're like well, zombies. Like, you know, I'm just like, like my, or she's wait, just like zombies? mind controlling that kind of thing. But I'm like, yeah, zombie was the yeah. last thing that I would have mm-hmm. even. You had to use the Z word. Okay, one. cool. Well, I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. That's going to trend. The chainsaw. The chainsaw scene. I was oh, like, "Oh, what a dull blade!" What are we talking about here? Was, What's going I'm sorry, on? That was stupid. Why? What a it dull was. It was blade. totally stupid. Like I could say, faster. She cut through that neck. Are you serious? Like, get a new blade. Well, that, it, that, that, that was a new chainsaw, though. Eyes. Use them eye beams, dude. You can take them right off. <laughs> I know. And why the hell yes, do you need Dick's permission to go there? That's the super boy. You freaking dog. I mean, what is going on here? I don't get that. I love, love, love Titans because of the characters given me and the way it looks. However, (laughs) you give me a Britain, what's his name? Thwaites? Yes. Give give me him in a movie as a Nightwing, and I will trade. I will give you never give me another episode of Titans. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I, I, I would trade the entire show right now to get him as Nightwing. On the big not screen. just in one movie, but I mean, like, I mean, give me like to be the guy to, to yeah. be. Look, if you're not gonna do Batman, put Nightwing in there. It's the same effing character, man. It's the same damn guy, you know, <laughs> like the same person. So put Nightwing in there. Um, and I don't know, it's man. oh, good Con- <laughs> Connor and the Snake. Like, gross. I'm I'm pretty sure like. I, I, dude, I don't I don't even know. I just, I just want to say that there is absolutely no way you're riding around in that RV that can hold a car. And I don't even know what kind of car it is, but it's an amazing Porsche. car. Porsche, okay. That can hold Porsche a Porsche, Panorama. okay. And you're eating fucking ramen noodles. There's no way you're heating up ramen noodles in that what? RV. They're kids. There's no, no, yeah. I don't care. I it's went with kids Tostino's too. I was pizza. like, they're literally kids. There's no way, man. Like, I, I was looking at that and I was like, ramen? Really? They're just trying Balling to. Balling on a budget, bitch. <laughs> no. Got no budget. That's how they're rolling. Yeah. Uh, but they're still teen look, Titans. Look, Titans will continue to go. Uh, I don't know what's going on with season five, if there will be one. 
I would mm. like to see, and I said, not, not just Nightwing. I could see all these characters being portrayed live action on the big screen. I think they all do a good job, but I would want them to all have their own like stories. You know, like I love Nightwing, but give me a Nightwing story. Like, honestly, you can get rid of everybody else in the show and just give me a Nightwing story. And I'd be okay with that. You know? Uh, Superboy feels like that needs to be a coming of age story and not just like in age, but like as in like maturity. Uh, I feel like you could do a major, major, majorly wicked Raven movie. Oh, yeah. I think that that could yeah. be something that would be one of my biggest interests because you could go real dark. And I mean, like for a very long time, especially if you had a character like the, the one that's playing her in this show, you could just carry that shit on forever. Yeah. Um, like Constantine style Raven, Raven movie, mm-hmm. you know? I have no love for Beast Boy. I, I like the actor and I, I like the actor and I like the way I, I can see him as Beast Boy, but you're right. They just haven't sold me on him. Like, what the fuck is this character? It's doing? been an ongoing thing that we've talked about every season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Corey can do her own thing. I'm more interested in, like you said, I, I want to see, I don't like Corey's like persona. I don't think it's any, problem with the actual actress i think it's with the writing with the direction that she's given but i think that it could be done a whole lot better and you know now we get jinx as the token friend all of a sudden who's going to show up out of nowhere to to be the magic queen um <laughs> like i i love how she was in this episode where she just basically sat back and was like, all right, you guys can keep playing and, you know, play your game as long as you want to. And then she finally stepped up and like, you don't understand how this works. No. You're a bunch of kids and you don't understand how this works. Move. And I got like major, not like mom vibes, but like I'm in charge. You just haven't figured it out yet. Move. Uh, I just need, I need more. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm never going to get it from Titans. And I'm pretty sure this is not a phrase that I've just uttered for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may be right, man. To be honest with you, this this may not be the show that delivers exactly what we need, but it's a foot in the door for these characters to be portrayed live action, if anything. So, I would take anybody who plays any any role in this movie in the show and put them live action in a movie and be okay with it. But if you recast, I'm, I'm okay with that too. You know, like I'm, but but I would dude. like to see these characters in the universe in DC. However, I don't even think the guys who are in charge of DC know where the universe is going. So, well, they said they're coming out with no maps. So like, yeah, yeah, they came out. With the, there's a rumor. They've also said they're going to make map. a Superman movie, and they haven't signed Henry right, Cavill right. yet. So, you yeah, know, the article said that I think it said that uh, they have a plan for Batman moving forward, but the whole article never stated a plan. It just said they yeah. have one. Like even though Rob Pattinson's doing his you thing, know what their plan they was? have a plan for. It's like, well, what is it? Like, that they're not going to use four Batmans at one point in time. That's probably that good was idea. that was the consensus of the whole entire plan. It's like you know what we're not going to do is we're not going to make a bunch of movies about Batman at once. We may make two, but we're not going to make like four. I'm pretty sure is what I read more than <laughs> once this week. I'm a Batman guy, but I'm totally fine with bringing in um, Batgirl. I'm totally fine with bringing in Nightwing. Nightwing. I'm totally fine yeah. with bringing in any of the Robins. 
what's uh what's the new batman's name uh i can't even remember but i'm totally fine with bringing that in like it's okay it's okay to show that a guy is not alive forever yeah and i think that they like, should it's and okay I think that you that's know? why you could bring the the robin and nightwing and the titan show over and you can still make him he's still young enough to to show the baby face robin you know to be in a, an adult robin to a batman and then to show that whole entire transitive arc just make the whole entire thing flow bring in another robin bring in another batman as time goes on show all the scenes do all of that make that whole entire universe happen because that's what you need out of batman because what do you keep getting See, the same thing right over here. and over and over. Y'all have a plan right here. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, I have a man with show. a plan. Right. Like, we <laughs> talked about how DC needed to get their things together and have a plan. And then this week, you know, we have a plan for Batman. So they obviously listen to us. Yeah. Like, they're, they're definitely coming here for the news. Reading between the lines. That's right. <laughs> well, do y'all want to hop out of the Titans universe and talk about Spandor? Because I know that, yeah. I know that we weren't, excited about the titans episode someone needs to talk about andor last week because tell me that wasn't a badass episode before you go and talk about all the things that were fantastic this week what did you think about last week's episode go that was that just those eyes andy circus's eyes i mean i could just he could tell a whole story just using his eyes because even at the end of the previous episode it was like oh shit it's on now it's it's about to get real and then it can, yeah, that shit, it, that was crazy. That was just crazy how they just like overtook everything and they were just like, yeah, we're, we're done with this shit. And those guards, but, I mean, Andy Circus, he actually, I mean, he just hundred percent, you know, just took the whole show. I mean, just that, that one scene, I was, I was like, oh my God. There but, were three in that episode that stood out to me. His, mainly speaking of like his um, uh, speech that he was giving, but you know, yes, like his Mm -hmm. whole entire time on camera. The other was Luthen and him showing up cold blood and basically laying down who Luthen is. Mm -hmm. That that talk on, once again, that wonderful breezeway with handrails. He got real serious and he got real, real real fast and i thought that that was very much a you need to see what the lion in the sand is that makes someone want to join the rebellion and make them make it known like what is too far to be pushed and luthan tells you like i'm in this fight like i've devoted everything to this not only have i devoted everything to this this is everything mm-hmm. and, and it see, was just that- that's for the moments real. that I need for this show. That's the yes. moments that I need to like to really connect for it to like, okay, it's starting to sink in. You know, now I think we've we've got that build up and now it's really it's getting real. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're really starting to see the stakes. You're starting to see what you know what everybody's actually, you know, giving up in order to make this happen, to make this work. Um, yeah, so so that was that was really like you said, it was like a lime and sand moment. I mean, it was, it was like, heavy. It yeah. was it it, it 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 gave so much more dimension to Luthen because what I what I hated was Luthen felt like he came out real strong and was powerful and had plenty to say. And then it felt like they really kind of uh, uh, benched him 
for a little bit to where they're making, they were shown indecisiveness of the character. And so what I think that that does is, um, you know, like, like confidence is attractive. You know, people are attracted to confidence. When you find confident people who seem truly confident and not like fake confident, it really is something that you want to be a part of, whether it be, you know, whatever level. Luthen felt like he was lacking that confidence, waiting for the Aldani mission to happen. And mm-hmm. then like once all that, you know, went off and then everyone was kind of in their places, minus Cassian being the X Factor, it felt like he was back in the game. And then that speech when he was talking to Lon- Lonnie, I think was the rebel guy's name, the undercover guy in the ISB. Mm-hmm. He basically came out and was like, here's how, here's how life is. So put up, shut up, get on board, choose one, whichever it may be. Yeah. Cause and everybody the, has stakes. Everybody's giving up something. What are you about to give up? I mean, that's just, you know, it's like pissing you off the pot. I mean, that's basically what it was kind of, it came down to. Yeah. I, I think that the the um, the bank rock one with the siege moment was one of those things too for him where it's like I'm putting everything into what I've got. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't work, then I still have the ability to step away. I can still do whatever I got to do. But if this works, this is real. This is happening, mm-hmm. and it's actually in motion right now. And he has that realization, like it's that moment. It's like this is not a thought anymore. This is actually going on. Like, it's It's my life now. It's kind of like it's mob mentality. Like, you know, you're trying to think about how you're going to have an uprising. But in his in his regard, it's how am I going to. How am I going to show power to power? How am I going to rise up against? And that was the moment where he put his cards on the table Mm -hmm. and he gambled and he came out big and things worked out. And so they've done enough with. playing random acts of terrorism, if you will. But, you know, that showed that they were able to actually do something when the time came along for them to prove themselves. Right. right. The last one that I thought was real big from last week was uh, Mon Mothma. That scene that she had with the Davo character, or Davos, whichever his name is, and Mm -hmm. when she was talking to him and he was like, you know, I I want your daughter to marry my son and then you saw the face acting in Mm -hmm. that woman in genevieve o'reilly like i was amazed because the way that she was choking up quietly you could see it in her throat and her neck and how like her face was just trying to fight back the disgust and the shit that she didn't want to do i thought that was pivotal because it was the it was the the lack of conversation that really blew that scene up. Mm-hmm. And oh, then I we moved into this. <laughs> I felt her in that moment right there. And this week's episode was Daughter of Ferrix, which I automatically believed that Mara was going to die. I did not think it was going to happen right off the bat. I didn't think we were just going to show up and she was dead. I thought it was going to be her kind of her drawing her line in the sand and making her one like uh, contribution to the rebellion that we get to see. And then, like, she would die, but she was dead right off the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty heavy, too, because, like you said, you don't get to see that moment. Like, we left last episode, she was alive. We opened this one up, she's dead. So, like, and, and the entire episode, I was watching this whole thing, and I was like, is Andor ever going to show up? 
because I think he was in like two and a half minutes of this episode, mm-hmm. to be truly honest with you. This entire episode was about the other story going on with the Andor story, which I'm fine with, you know, but you do get that moment at the end, a little bit of, clo- well, I wouldn't say closure, uh, the little, the, where he's basically calling in for his mom mm-hmm. and, and he's, I, I everyone knows the news, but him, I think right, that's he's the, unaware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it difficult. Like, how do you, how do you approach that person and tell them that at that moment? You know? And it makes the makes the trap seem real because mm-hmm. everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Everyone but Andor. And so when Andor finds out his, you know, it shows the immediate uh, passionate response to him to where he's like, you know, she died and like, I'm coming back. Well, you is know? it a trap though? Or are they just saying, let things proceed as normal? They just, they just They're creating a trap. Right? They're letting yeah. it proceed because they know at some point he's going to show up because of that. Well, they're letting it happen naturally, though, right? They're they're, they're right, not but, necessarily but they're they're just letting things happen the way they should. Yeah, it's going to cause a trap. Yeah, yes. so it just happened to work out for them that way. But, well, yes, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying, but like it's it they're 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 playing off of the they're making the best out of a bad situation is what they're doing, right. mm-hmm. and so yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. So y'all talk to me about Saul Guerrero in this one, like his whole issue with Luthen and that argument is a phenomenal argument in, in the heat of battle. And when you've got to make decisions for people's lives, these are the kind of things you talk about. Like, this is the kind of issue. And basically, uh, Saul Guerrero's not down with sacrificing a guy for the cause. Right. In the beginning. Right, you know, the, right. The fact that he is able to talk it out over conversation. Um, you, you you have to understand the what they're really up against before you you know and understand that not only what they're up against but what little bit of numbers that they truly are. And so Luthen's thing has been to bring them all together to create the eventual rebellion to actually create a force strong enough to combat anything that you know a, a bit of the empire right and so no one is on board and i think that this whole scene just shows that you know it, it takes drastic measures to actually get to make drastic moves and seeing it process in saw's head is one way for us as like the viewer to actually see it happen Mm-hmm. because it, all of us can say, we know the empire is going to end up fighting the rebellion. We know the rebellion is going to become a thing. We know that all these people are, you know, are unhappy. You know, we can keep dissecting it back to where they're currently at before we put it all together again for a new hope. Mm-hmm. But what good is that? If you don't see the struggle with the actual people trying to come together. Right. Yeah. And it makes sense. You're seeing the sacrifice that they have to make, you know, because I mean, I know they have small numbers, but it's like, you know, Lucen's reasoning behind, you know, that decision. I mean, that was pretty compelling too, because it's not the fact you really want to lose anybody. It's just, it's a chess game you have to play. Right. And, you know, these are the pieces that we have to, you know, move or, you know, the the pawns you have to kind of sacrifice in order for you to keep everything moving forward. Because otherwise, you know, if they know, you know, if they know, they know, I mean, it's basically you know, all over. Right. Needs of the need type mindset, right? Mm-hmm. 
are we? To and you got believe... to see two tubes again. Not only did you get to see two tubes, but he played like more of a role in this show than he did like in Rogue One. Period. Who's two tubes? He's the guy that uh, Luthen took the gun from and stuck it up to um, Saw's. The neck. alien, the alien-looking dude, okay. the one that was more of a non-humanoid. There's actually two of them, and they go both go by two tubes. They're brothers. <laughs> So, I've I've pushed this show on everybody who hasn't watched it, and it's funny because I read an article the other day about how it's getting really low ratings, like people aren't watching it. But a lot of people I I talk to are wanting to watch the whole thing in one sitting, as opposed to Mm -hmm. watching episodes. So that could be the cause. We'll see if there's a big spike when the finale finale comes out. Um, I have that conversation all the time with people, and it always comes back to what what shows are worth streaming and what shows are worth watching week to week. We talk about shows week to week and I'll be dead honest with you. Uh, my conversation always ends up coming back to the simple fact that game of Thrones is like the, what people watch week to week. And like, that was the big thing week to week and much anymore. Like it's, it's tough for people. I I'm going through the same thing with peripheral. Like, if I probably sat down and binged that whole entire show, I'd probably understand it a little bit better than I do. And I've said that mm. multiple times now. We're going to have to mention that when we talk about it because I'm right there with you. Yeah. And so, like, where we are with Andor, uh, you you say that, but, you know, I sent you that uh, information from articles this week that over the Thanksgiving weekend, they're putting it on all of their properties. ABC, Freefor- uh, Freeform, FX, Hulu, that may be all of them, but they're going to put the first two episodes out so that everyone gets a chance to watch them no matter what they're like a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. But like, okay, so for Andor, we've, we've talked about how Andor's so great because if you don't like Star Wars, you can still watch the show and love it. This was the most Star Wars episode of the series so far, just because of the, the space battle. Dude. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like, no, yeah. which, we'll, we'll get to that. that shit. We'll get to Let's that. Let's talk we'll about get to it. That. Hold on, because you still got the... Uh, uh, damn it! What was I going to talk? Oh, I wanted to bring up Bix. I want to bring up Clea, and oh, just a little bit of scene that what they actually had on Nar- uh, Narkin. Oh, they were the planet? Narkina, I think. Where they were captured the, in the nets. Yeah. Okay. So with those oh, two, okay. those two species, and that little weird like web trap that they had, mm-hmm. you know, they bring in the quad jumper, which is another thing from. Really, it was kind of the first scene in, um, oh my lord, episode seven was the first time it was seen. And so when you get to see the actual quad jumper and you're like, okay, are they going to try to make it out? They're hanging onto a cliff. They're, they're trying to evade the heck out of everybody. You know, uh, Mel, she's over there like, you know, my hands don't work, but like somehow he's still hanging onto the cliff. They just make a run for it. And they're having a conversation with these species, which one of those is from Rogue One also, I think. Um, it just felt like it felt like desperation. Mm-hmm. And then I came to realize, you know, a large part of the show can be summarized by the word desperation. Mm-hmm. Everyone is making desperate acts. I love the conversation that Clea and Luthen had. I love the the. It, you know, we talked about this with uh, last week's episode of Peripheral with the Bob character and his daughter. And so in Andor, you get the conversation between Clea and Luthen to where they're they're very secretive. They're talking in code. 
mm-hmm. and they're doing it pretty dang well. Mm-hmm. Like they're not skipping a beat. Like everything that they're saying is basically like, don't go and do this. Well, there's one loose end I got to tie up, you know, I, I need this person. I need their, their product or whatever he was basically saying. We don't want another and, collector. Do that. <laughs> yeah. So it was all working out very well. Uh, and then they jumped to Bix real fast and dude, like, I found it very weird that she had the doctor's voices in his head. I felt like they should have given us a taste of the, the noise from the dying ch- children species of that, you know, thing that they were talking about. Yeah. The, the torture device. Um, but Bix did this week what Mon Mothma did for me last week. And she acted through her face and like mm-hmm. very few words. Huh? And if that didn't show you like, desperation and torture and like everything else. I think it's fantastic what they're doing with you guys watch handmade. So no. All right. So Elizabeth Moss gets her face on screen. And when I say she gets her face on screen, she like gets her face on screen to where like, like it's, it's almost like Blair witch the whole entire time. (laughs) It's disturbing. Okay. And what I love about this show is that they can do that with actors and actresses mainly. And it tells a pivotal part of the story that you actually don't get through dialogue. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. The emotion in the face is big. Um, can I go back real quick to the, the, the scene with uh, where they're captured in the nets? And can I yeah. just say that like with all the technology and all the worlds <laughs> and everything else, if you gave me a choice in weapon, a net would probably be one of mine. <laughs> because I don't care who you are or what weapon you have on you, a net will at least distract you or mess you up for a couple of minutes, if not trap you indefinitely. You know? I am partial to ray shields, and mainly because of Ian <laughs> no, McGregor's okay. phrase of like ray okay, shields. Yeah. Yeah. How are we this? Or what do we say? How, yeah. how are we not this smart? Or whatever yeah. he said in that movie. That's a good point. Yeah, but but uh, it just seems like a net always works. Doesn't matter what. Like that's that's one of the oldest 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 forms of capture isn't it but it always seems to work that was a slimy net that kind of reminded me of um uh fifth element i don't know why (laughs) like i was like that seems like something fifth fifth element that net yes the netting (laughs) clothes i don't know i don't know but no you're right yeah i got you but yeah um well what the last thing well you had one more thing you want to talk about that scene you talked about the what was it two? I know the last one was the starship. Oh, the uh, the Mon Mothma and Vel conversation. Vel shows back up real fast, very and quickly. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so you start to get uh, a large part of understanding. You're seeing the thought process happen in real time. You're seeing the right. conversation that she's having, and so I think that it's very interesting how uh once again you're seeing the desperation of mon mothma trying to rationalize but not only is she having to rationalize but her daughter makes it super easy because her daughter's completely on board with all these old ways you know of the way that the world works for them right and so it's almost like she's just waiting to be wed which is so funny because she has such disgust for her mom. Mm-hmm. Lita is such a see you next Tuesday that it's difficult to understand how she can be yeah. so 
wrapped up in all the same ways that that all of this happened. I don't I don't get it. Well, I think she's she's tied to tradition, and for a female in that type of tradition, like being wed is a way to get out of where you're at. It may not be going to a better place. You want to grow up too fast where you are. Yeah. Here you're growing up too fast and getting married. Yeah. Forever. Well, I don't know. There's probably divorce in Star Wars. I'm not sure. Oh, there's probably more death than there's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. But either way, you're gonna get the D one way. That's right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that I mean, honestly, we have the finale next week. Um no, 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 no. Now we can talk about the starship. Because oh, I know yes. Sarah wants to talk about it. By the way, yes. Go ahead, Sarah. Talk about it. Y'all can keep your Naboo fighter because that ship, oh my gosh. It was... I would say I'll still take a TIE fighter. I would say I'll still take a TIE fighter, but it took out like four TIE fighters, so I can't I can't talk shit. You know? It reminded me of uh, Iron Man 2 when he had that one... The one laser beam he could use me like he you know spun around and like slice everyone in half like it was one of those type deals like you can only use it once you know and it probably is not it's like the most powerful thing that you have in your arsenal but it's the most difficult thing to use mm-hmm. period yeah. uh it was totally a badass scene yeah. i recognized that star destroyer from the get because mm-hmm. i've had pictures of it saved forever it's all the you know the uh, concept art of what the star destroyer was going to be like before they settled on the one they actually went with in a new hope that's what it was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they went with the one they chose. But at the same time, all of these callbacks to all of this concept stuff from the from the very beginning of Star Wars is fantastic to see. Yeah. Not only that, this made sense. Like they're at a point where they're really trying to understand communication uh, on all these worlds to create the Empire. So to create one large ass governing body. How do you do that without making it, I guess, visual for the actual person watching the show? So when you are watching it and you see this thing with three dishes on it, you're like, clearly they're trying to like intercept transmissions or trying to get an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then Luthen's ship. Oh, badass. He, he <laughs> was already, he's sitting there trying to plan this whole entire thing. And look, there's tons of ship scenes that I love in Star Wars. Uh, just about with every type of ship, but for this ship to come out of nowhere, then to start shooting like actual projectiles, not just, lasers. Yes, actual like projectiles. It, yes, right out the back, and then to take that captain off guard so fast. You know, he's like one little ship did this. You know, he stood there and like not understanding because it shows you what the problem is, and that is the empire is starting to grow too strong where they don't think of anything as a as a possible threat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. too big yep yep yeah uh look white chocolate espresso actually brings up here 28 actors who appeared in game of thrones also appeared in star wars properties which is crazy to think about two of the game of thrones actors are an actor in andor so ross i know you know one i don't know any but i know both one's a day giveaway though well he said that the the one of the show up was season five so i still have time Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe when I see that, I'll, I'll know. But uh, that's cool. I mean, same type of genre, you know. But no, uh, Luthen's ship was amazing. Uh, it ranks up there. I have to re rank my ships now. 
to be truly I mean, it was, it was, like, it, it, it was that bad. a different level. Like, yeah. I have to re well, I love the AI there. about it. Like, I love mm-hmm. having that, that whole, you know, whole other being to talk to that, you know, is the ship, you know, because I felt like they were trying to do that with, uh, uh, oh, God, what was L337 on the Millennium Falcon and the yeah. solo movie? When they you know, like they were trying to do a little bit of this frame, and a little bit of that. Yeah. But to hear like the actual computer talking back and like making logical conversations with Luthen is pretty badass. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving Andor. We have a finale next week. This seemed kind of uh, lackluster for a penultimate, to be truly honest with you. But we have another season. We have a finale next week. We're going to see if they step it up or if they really blow us away. This week coming up, they start production on uh, season two. Okay. We know it's coming. So as soon as I see the first day in the books, I know it's a real thing. (laughs) <laughs> 21st baby that's 21st all. first day in the books that's all I need to say so y'all have anything else you want to say about Andor I, I'm just no I just I just can't wait to see what's going to happen you know for the in the finale I guess the final yeah the finale because I'm just it's it's been such a build up and it's taken a lot it's for me to engage because it's, it's like one of those things it's kind of like you, you know what happens but you want to see how it builds up Right. And like I said, and I finally have gotten those stakes I think I was missing in the beginning. Um, so it's just it's just gonna be really interesting to see how they leave it, you know, trying to go into the second season. Because I, you know, I was, you know, you hear there was, you know, multiple seasons they'd already, you know, talked about. Anyway, I was like, well, how what how are you gonna, you know, draw this out? So this is gonna be interesting, especially being around, you know, with Cassie and Andor. It's like, how are you gonna? Let's, let's see how we we build this up. So. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, hundred percent. I think that I may rewatch this show like on Thanksgiving. Hmm. There's gonna be plenty of things to do, but like throughout the day, maybe I'll put it on, like have it on, you know, before like football and stuff comes on. But I don't know Thursday, maybe Friday. I think I'm gonna watch the whole entire thing before I watch the final episode. Just because try to get back like, up to speed, see what you're it's like in case you miss anything and yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Because yeah. I would love to binge most of this stuff. The problem is, is that when I hear that it comes out, I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. And I don't like waiting. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty well trained in like my adult years to be very patient when it comes to a lot of things. But when it comes to like things that I want to watch, I'm like, oh no, I want to go watch it. Well, now. So, <laughs> yep. Well, and that's that's the problem with, you know, uh, things come out the way they are right now. Like I said, I know a lot of people, Andor has bad reviews, but it's quite honestly one of the best Star Wars shows I've ever seen. Well, it's a but different I know a lot of people watch Wars. it because they want to see, you know, the whole thing. So I get it. A lot of people have been like, it's, I, I really think that coming on the back end of COVID and the way that we used to stream stuff when, you know, when HBO was giving us movies on HBO and the movie theater the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that a lot of stuff has changed since then. A lot of people have really changed how they're like taking in content. So it is what it is. I mean, streaming has been an evolution the whole entire time since it's been out. So 
Let's see. Let's see what it does. Yeah. Right now, I'm I'm fully on board with watching it. You know, I love the Star Wars content. Star Wars television is the best of they've given us Disney era, and you know that I'm not saying that there are not great things that I like about sequel trilogy, and I'm not saying that there aren't, um, like like animated. I mean, like, dude. I mean, like, they're coming at you on many different fronts, and I enjoy a lot of it. But the Marvel television stuff is definitely fantastic. So, I'm all for this. I'm all for you know. Uh, February is Mandalorian three. Um, we're just going to be hit over the head before long. But you know, with all the different shows, and I'm ready for it. If Andor is any sign of what they're doing. Hell, <laughs> like hell yeah, I agree. <laughs> hell yeah. Even with the little stuff that I know about Acolyte, I've tried not to dwell too far into that. But you start getting cast listings, and you start getting you know plot devices that they're talking about putting in, and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even want that show, but <laughs> give it to me. Right. <laughs> uh, well, we got anything else? Only one more show. One more show, but Sarah's not watching the show. Peripheral, no, I'm telling no. you, Sarah. You know what, though? I would rather you watch Game of Thrones than Peripheral. Greg, I'm good so show. excited here. Excited about Game of Thrones. I haven't oh seen you this exciting in so long. Like, seriously, <laughs> I, I haven't been this excited about something. Like, I, I, I can't lie. Like, all day long today, it's all I've thought about for like three or four days. <laughs> all I've thought about is Game of Thrones. Like, the books, the movies, every, the movies, the shows, everything else. It's been nothing but Game of Thrones. When I leave it's here, fantastic. guess what I'm going to do? Watching Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> I am that excited about it. Yes, you're, it is crazy that I am. And it's you're right. I agree. It's fun. It's fun to be that excited about something new. I may have to watch Game of Thrones. You should. <laughs> you should. I'm telling you. Like, you'll start the first season, and then, like, before you know it, the first season's done. And you're like, wait a second. That's the whole first season? For real? Like, that's it? Cool. I watched two. I'm only going to ask you one question before we have to start moving on to the next thing. And that is, did you like the season finale or the penultimate better in season penultimate. one? Penultimate. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Episode nine. I know I've heard from game of Thrones fans. Episode nine is the best episode of every season or the, excuse me, the penultimate is the best episode. And at least in season one. Yeah. hundred percent. Let's put it this way. I knew game of Thrones had st- had stakes. Okay. And I knew certain characters in Game of Thrones. After the penultimate, I was like, I've got to watch the finale. There's no way I can't watch the finale after seeing what I just saw. I've got imagine to imagine waiting a week. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. I want imagine to imagine you're sitting right there effing now. And you're like, is winter yeah. fucking coming? Because I don't no, know anymore. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not no, sure. I, yeah. <laughs> that is the advantage that I have right now, like I said, is, is being able to actually watch that. And it's, I can watch the whole thing, whole story right now. So, yep. Uh, well, Sarah, do you want to get out of here before we get onto the peripheral? Yeah, fellas, let me, let me jump. I got a, we got a big long karate day tomorrow. So, I'm see mm-hmm. how to get Good the little one. She's going to get her, um, not her full green belt, but she'll get her like her, you know, first green belt. So, yeah. That's what's up. Well, so. best of luck and where can they find you at? Well, I guess you can still find me on Twitter <laughs> for as long as it stays up. <laughs> Don't worry. In six months, Twitter will still be here and we'll all be tweeting things. Don't worry. It's, it's like it's Y2K all over again. It's, that's what it yeah. feels like. It feels like right. Y2K all over right. again. Um, but yeah, you can find me at um, My Lady Kitten. Um, you can 
find me on the TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm around. I'm here. <laughs> so I get around. Not too bit. much, but just a little bit. Start <laughs> <laughs> singing that song too. Yeah. All right, fellas, you have a good evening, and I will talk to you guys soon. Sarah, thank have you so much. I will All talk right, to you bye soon. guys. One more show, peripheral, and I'm not going to lie. Uh, this one kind of confused me. This is, like you said, this is a show that I feel like if I could watch the whole thing as like a movie, I would get it a lot better. Maybe it's because I'm watching a lot of things right now and I'm really focused on Game of Thrones. I've had Black Panther come out. I'm watching all my other shows, plus work and life and everything else. But yeah. this show, this week at least... It was hard to not like pause it and be like, okay, how much is left? How much is left? You know, I don't know why. Like, I really like the show, but it just this week really got me for some reason. Yeah, I can't argue. Um, I didn't worry about like the time, but but I think that I was always. I've been trying to figure out the thing that is stopping me from really. Uh, truly enjoying this show because I like a lot of the things. I think they have us on a drip feed of information and what they're trying to do. Right. I don't like the tempo. I don't like the um, speed at which they're trying to progress the actual story along because the story itself is really good. Uh, I like the characters. I like the actors who play these characters. I like the premise. I, I There's so much about the show that I like but the tempo is not one of them. Right. Um, well, you can't cuss without saying the actual name of the title, but the name of the title was fuck you and eat shit. And yeah. when I read that, I was like, what are we doing now? Like, like where, where can we possibly go? That's weirder than where we've been. Um, the show opens up with that scene that they had from last week's episode. I think it was last week's episode uh, where Alita saw for the very first time the the haptic and how it went back in time and how they were actually trying to make uh, how they were trying to dumb down 2099 tech for the mm -hmm. 2020, 2030 era. Right. Uh, this was I have it written down. What is it? Uh, 2028. There goes that scene with a trap dog. And so it starts off with everyone, all these guys in this unit, one of the first, I'm assuming first haptic units of the Marines where they're trying to fight a war with Texas. So it seemed like there was a whole lot of, you know, like it was the second civil war of some sort, mm -hmm. which is not that far off. Uh, but long story short, you get, uh, Connor. There's too many Connors. Too many of the same names in the things that we watch. Connor, I believe his the, name is Connor. The, the 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 black guy without the weather. Triple leg, amputee. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, uh, Connor was the one that went in, and then you saw something that was really real, and that was that they had put a bomb in an animal, and I knew that was what's gonna that was what was going to happen. I thought it was going to be either triggered, but it was very much Joker esque. It was very much Dark Knight, and yep. it was putting and the bomb very directly inside. real. Yeah, very real too. Look, man. So I don't like. You know, you play to people's 
uh, I want to say strengths, but you, you know, you play to people's hearts when you start messing with shit like this. Well, okay. Like I, I was in the army. I've never been in a situation like that, but I can't imagine what it would be like. You know me, Ross, I'm a dog lover. Mm -hmm. Like I'm that guy. I'm that guy who's going out there to save that dog. And I'm probably going to get it blown up. Uh, but like, it's not just with dogs, like kids, all kinds of stuff. Like most people don't realize what the real, what the real world is like, like the, the real, yeah. real world, you know? And, and it's great that people can be sheltered from that kind of thing, but the real world is raw. It's, it's tough. There are evil people in the world that do evil things. And there are people that have to stop those evil people. Like, it's a perfect ploy for anybody who has a heart. Yep. You know, uh, well, I don't want to say that because then I say that people who don't react on that don't have a heart. I don't want to say that people that think heart over mind, I guess, you know, well, because but, but, none of them are wrong. There's absolutely no way you like, if I'm yeah. in that situation, like I said, I'm that guy who probably goes for that dog, but I know in my mind, there's absolutely no way I should be doing this. For any reason whatsoever, this is obviously a trap. There's no way I come out of this alive. Like, but once again, I'm still that guy who probably goes to try to save the dog. So that's what the term battle hardened comes from. You know, like mm -hmm. it's like how much of the, how much of humanity has been sucked out of you because truly in order to become a machine and to do things without questioning means that you've had a certain amount of like, empathy sucked out of your life right. and one of the main problems with like today's society is people lacking empathy in the right places whereas you can sit there and say that you know you feel it towards animals and you feel it towards you know uh, things that seem natural uh it's tough for this current day and age that like a lot of adults feel empathy for other adults regardless of yes <laughs> any of their choices right Yes. And so when you turn around and say you get back to the basics, the simplistic, you know, the, the, the building blocks of empathy, it comes to animals and children. So yeah, like it's ugly. You're right. Like it's there. The real truth about it is, is that there are times and places in real life where shit like this happens and they're not wrong in showing it. It sucks seeing it. And it sucks knowing that, like, that's how Connor actually came out, you know, to be a triple yeah, amputee. Yeah. And then not only that, but you see the PTSD, like, on his face. We got to see a, uh, an equally weird scene, but I found it very interesting. And that was the fact that, oh, I don't remember the guy's name who won the lottery. I know you're talking about, though. The, the, yeah. One of the guys in the group. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's sitting in, in Burton's little camper and, uh, you know, he's saying like, let, just let me do it again. Let me help you out. And what he's, what he is essentially saying is that, you know, through the haptic, he's able to take some of those memories and drain them off of Connor. Right. And he relives those memories. But what he's doing is essentially siphoning Connor's pain out of his brain for him. Like he's trying to take some of that. I don't know what the, like the positive and negative of that is, I don't know if he's able to just take it out and like Connor no longer has to deal with it because it felt 
like they were trying to show a scene where Connor was comatose for like a little right. bit. So I didn't really know. Uh, I don't know the extent of that, but it was an interesting scene. It was interesting that they could do that with the haptic, you know, because it definitely feels like they're given this tool that they have no true understanding about and that they are slowly learning about it as time goes on. Because whoever has given it to them through the military, you know, whoever found out about uh, that gave it to the military, they clearly don't know enough about it to, like, you know, know all of its uses, I guess is the best way to put right. it. Right. Um, Tommy was a real big person in this episode. We get to see him post-explosion. We get to see him trying to deal with uh, his girlfriend after, you know, going through some <laughs> almost like a, a VR head scan of him mm-hmm. trying to like, what was he fight like a uh, chasing a dot or something on a VR headset? You see him losing his stuff there. You see him losing his stuff back in the sheriff's office. You see him talking to the sheriff and the crapperts and they're, you know, trying to wipe the blood off his face still. And the sheriff's telling him to tell him to go home. And then he has that pivotal moment where he sees a sheriff's shoes. And it's like, that was the person that was at that crime scene when his car got wrecked. And then you see him. Um, oh, you see him show up to uh, Burton's place and trying to talk to Burton. And I felt yeah. that it was very much like, why wouldn't Burton take his help? Like at this point you've, I guess because he is the law is what it comes down to. Right. I, th- I think that if you involve him, then you involve certain rules that you have to have yeah. with, with whatever you're doing. As long as he doesn't involve him, then he can do basically whatever he wants to do. So and, 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 and act oblivious to the law. It's the only kind of mindset I have with that. Beyond that, you're right. I don't know why he wouldn't include him. Yeah, uh, it like, seems like if you want an ally, like he's he's already willing to play ball. He knows a lot already. Well, beyond the fact that he knows a lot and that he can help you, like he's involved, like his yeah. life is at stake too. That's like, what I'm saying. Like his life is on the line, so he deserves to know what's going on and how I can protect myself. Uh, it's a very interesting situation, man. Um, same with Bob. Yeah, like Bob's a badass, dude. Bob is a badass. Bob is a badass. In this episode, Bob was put on a shot collar. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that whole scene with the fish tank, uh, I don't think that's how electricity works. Well, it's how movie electricity works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It, it worked about as well as the, as the Andor uh, shocking floor worked for right. me. So I was, right. I was trying to make sense of it. I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. Don't get me wrong. As soon as he mentioned the fish tank and they started talking about it, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I know where this is going. So, but I what that. I really would have enjoyed is that he would have done something different. Like, I really yeah. would have loved the misdirection in that scene. Like, you know, he's going to break the fish tank. You know, he's going to try to just get the water on the floor. You know, he's going to try to, you know, see, give me an image that I've seen in countless other things. I wish that he would have done something different. Yeah, that would have been a perfect time for it. I think that's the easy thing for the audience to understand. Yeah, like. People know that electricity and water don't mix. They know that whenever you mix water with electricity, it's either going to A, malfunction, or B, shoot electricity everywhere that touches water. So people understand that. Put it there because people understand that. You don't have to explain it. So I think that was the key with that. Um, And then I guess the last thing that I have to say about this episode is like, did is the future not real? 
Like, is it, 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 it's real. They exist in it, but the life they have is a projection. Like, it, okay. it's made to look good. I get what you're saying now. Because I, I, one of the biggest problems I have paying attention to the show is that I don't understand what the future is. Right. And because now they're playing with the past. And when you play with the past, we get into Greg's favorite subject of time travel and how it can be easily screwed up by the most simplistic things. Um, but what you're getting to is the actual point where they have the people and they have the buildings. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. So I think what they're trying to do is if it is truly true that all of these people died in the jackpot with all the things that happened, billions of people died. Like almost life on the planet is about wiped out. Right. Six billion out of seven. Yeah. Or eight or nine. Like who knows, you know, we just passed eight. Like we I just said, passed eight of the day. Yeah. Um, so when you start having the conversation of what could be real at that point in time, like you get, you just can't turn around and like mass breed society. You know, there's, you know, there's not going to be like an influx in, in people. Right. So I think what they're trying to do is make things seem better than they are. Right. What I don't understand is the hierarchy of the social structure. I know that they have talked about, you know, there's the research Institute and like, you know, the two other governing bodies or what two other bodies that are truly at work here to make the three tiered structure that holds the world up at this point in time. What I find difficult to believe is that it makes a big difference to create this augmented reality that people live in right. to see the buildings that they haven't restored yet. I don't think that's necessary. And so what the intriguing part of it is to me is why is it necessary? And what are we going to see? What are we going to do? That's actually going to give us a reason to make this worthwhile. No, I I agree with you. And that's kind of my thing too, is I think that the, the entire like kind of MacGuffin of the show is that everything in the future people see is not what it seems. It's, it's being, it's being projected as what they ideally would think it would be, you know? And now you see in this episode that even Wolf knows that this and this and this aren't real. This and this may be, but this and this and this aren't real. And this is how they project it so that we feel better about it. Well, it's like, well, if you, if that's, if that's the case, then what stops them from telling you anything and you believing it and making you feel better? And I think that's the, I, I think that's the point we're getting to. I don't understand how the social ladder works because when you take away, when you take away the consumers in an environment, then there's much more resources. There are much more, there there are many more resources to be had for the few. So when you take away the people that are actually consuming them, if you take away billions of people, then how are the rich rich? Like how is not everyone rich? Right. Like how, like, that's what I don't understand. So there has to be some other thing. I think that the, like you said, the MacGuffin, the big thing here has to be what is making the societal structure of the future be either combative or be, you know, hard to understand or like, like what is happening? And so I think that I felt like I've kind of dived far enough into the elitist story to understand that her whole point of, getting Burton and 
by that I mean Flynn involved was to kind of to break whatever you know uh, smoke screen that there is existing right. in the future, and so that seems like where we're at. The only other thing that there really was was the cop is now involved, Lobier, the constable. And, you know, she's trying to come on the scene looking like a major badass and how she understands how the world works. And apparently, like, the fact that she's higher up in the upper echelons of being a constable cop. ranks, yeah. She knows, like, she's able to depict, like, they're almost making, <laughs> they're making Batman is what they're doing. They're yeah. making... uh detective work seemed like a superpower. Mm-hmm. And so this woman is a superpower being because she is a superpower detective almost is what they're they're kind of telling us. And once again, it adds more, more shit that I don't understand. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like parse it all out, but man, like it's, I feel like I started getting a grasp on something and they throw something else completely at me. And I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah. So, this is a show that I think once the finale comes out, I've been watching it weekly, but once the finale comes out, I think I want to rewatch the entire thing to see if I get a better grasp on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's one of those things that like, I have to watch the refresher every week to remind yeah. me of what's happening. And maybe it's because I watch so much stuff and that could be part of it. But like this show is one of those things. Like if you miss a little part of it, it's a it's a major part. Like it's confusing. Like you need to know what happened. Like you need to pay attention to the entire show to find out what is going on. And I feel like I've been I mean, on my back okay. foot ever since the yeah. show came out. That's yeah. what I feel like. Like it's I mean, like, it, they, they, they caught me trying to understand it, and I don't. And I didn't at that point in time, and I've been lacking ever since. Right. The thing is, though, it's interesting enough that I want to. Like I yep. want to figure out what's going on with it. And that's a good thing about the show is like a lot of times if there's something this confusing, I would be like, ah, you know, fuck it. I don't want to watch it, but I kind of want to know what happens here. I have a good enough grasp on what's going on that like, even if I don't figure it all out, I, I can, I can piece it together yeah. or at least piece it together in my mind enough where I know what's happening and, and I'm happy with the story. So, but that's it. They one. show up in London at the end. Yeah, we're, we have two more episodes to figure out what's going to happen for this season, and that's if I'm assuming. I would say, almost undoubtedly, there's going to be a second season. I've heard nothing about it though. It, yeah, I'll say I haven't heard anything about it either. Like honestly, like I've I've asked people about the show, and nobody even knows what it is. And maybe it's the the fault of Amazon for not promoting their yeah. shows enough. Because like I said, yeah, Amazon has some Amazon really thing. good stuff, but. I mean, you know, you got to get people watching your stuff regularly or you're not going to have these shows like this that are good shows that have merit that you should watch in people's minds. You know, like when Netflix tells me watch this next, I usually let it play at least one episode and and watch this next to see. Amazon Amazon is an e-commerce company that treats streaming as a hobby. It's That's it exactly is. what they, it they is. make all their money shipping. Like yeah. it is a hobby, like to them. To be truly honest with you, what Netflix makes billions of dollars a year off of is a hobby for yep. Amazon. Okay, so just keep that in mind with big conglomerates and huge. So when you're done, owners, so when you're done watching Game of Thrones, you can head over there and go watch The Expanse. There you go. Oh, ah, okay. there you go. I'll try to do it. Yeah, if I can get Ashley into it, man. Like I said, it'll be on the TV till till it's over. So. You may be able to. I probably will. We'll see. 
That's it, man. That's all I got. Yep. Nothing else. You want to go and get out of here? Let's do it, man. Cool. Well, Ross, they can find you here, correct? Only here. Only here. You can find me. Never on the Twitter sphere. That's right. Well, you know, and there are people who are saying Twitter's not going to be around in six months, and I'll tweet y'all in six months. Yeah. It'll, it, it'll be around. It'll be around. It'll be around. It may be different, but it'll be around, and you'll be on it. So don't worry. Uh, but you can find me at the bat that if it's two on Twitter, it's my personal handle. Check out uh, at GCS podcast. One is the show handle. We're here live every Friday night on YouTube, 9 p.m. Eastern standard time, uh, unless otherwise specified beyond that. You can find all the shows on any podcast or podcatcher of your choice. I usually upload it Sunday mornings, Saturday mornings, or, you know, Friday nights immediately after we do the show. So we'll see how I feel beyond uh, that in, be- in between game of Thrones episodes. Now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> beyond that give us a like give us a review give us a share tell a friend come on the show check us out you you know if you comment in the show i'll make you part of the show and i'll include you in it we'll see what happens but uh beyond that uh that's all i got man so i guess until next week uh keep on later <laughs>